0: Clark Radio. I am going Clark. Griffin's here. Plus, it's a Wednesday, but Prince Charles is here. He's on uh, break this week, so we moved the schedule around a little bit. And you might notice, in addition to the studio today, you might notice there's something a little bit different. Uh, give me the story, Griffin. We talked about this a couple of days ago, did you do? Is this your artistic handiwork, or do it you is, have to? It is, of course. Actually, it is Chili Gwen's work. This is Chili. Hang on a second. Say it correct. Gwen's chili bowl. Gwen's chili bowl. Gwen's chili bowl. Gwen's chili bowl. Let's get it correct. Did you talk to her about a half smoke, or where do we get? Where do we, we end up with that? We
1: did. She wasn't 100 sure. Uh, what, what, what what exactly is a half smoked chili? It's
0: not. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm sorry. Maybe we have a culture problem here. We got to deal with.
2: I'm gonna take a guess. I think it's uh. Half smoke like with the chili on
3: There it, right? we okay. go, my man. Half smoke's like uh like a hot <laughs> like like
0: dog that they cut in half and then they burnt like grill uh, it. I'm I'm am oh, okay, a little okay. bit embarrassed that you had to say I'm going to guess. Like <laughs> I was you, not I was not I'm a little trustworthy of my own answer. That I'm we not didn't know lie. that, but yes, that is correct. Uh anyone who's ever been to the Great ben's Chili have you never heard of Ben's Chili Bowl? I believe they actually have one at the Nationals no. ballpark. Now it's the only uh, redeemable thing about like easy. the food scene in Washington D.C. That it's the for me only. and
2: the Fuddruckers in Chinatown, but they closed it.
0: <laughs> there was a <laughs> that, that <you laughs> know, was you know, a. You just said the Fuddruckers was a like a like a chain, right? Yeah, but
2: that was like a childhood treasure, and they were like closing <laughs> them as I was growing up. I believe up, there was so one like,
0: in the White Marsh Mall. Like you didn't have to go to Chinatown. Oh yeah, there was in one. The, you didn't in go to
4: Fuddruckers. It was everywhere. <laughs> This is a weird bit. It started becoming not everywhere. You like me as saying, "I was getting older." Man, I Charles really love uh, the Taco Bell that it happened to be in okay. is from
0: Virginia Asian City. Uh, okay. what? Charles is from Virginia, right? So he's—I thought he's yeah. a, well. Mm-hmm. You went, but you were originally from Minnesota. You ended up in Virginia. Yes, I understand all of these things. Well, but so he wasn't—he wasn't near the White Mark. But, what, white, but no, white I, I guarantee there were other fud Ruckers. It was a chain. It was a. It was. I'm trying. It's like Red Robin. Like there yeah. were. Yeah, there were Fuddruckers right. every
2: It was like Red Robin before Red Robin.
0: No offense to yeah. the Fuddruckers in Chinatown, which I'm sure was magical. It's just a very strange for every thing for wizard to, to game hold up. That I went to, And it's a little bit embarrassing for us to pass off the idea that a chain was just as significant as Ben's Chili Bowl, a, a landmark in the nation's capital. So Ben's Chili Bowl, of course, is famous for the half-smoke which does have then chili on top of it, which is the idea. That's the concept, and uh, I'm I'm now in favor of the idea. But Gwen's chili bowl did this Lamaro meter for us, which yes. is beautiful. It is. And the concept. No, whoa, 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 who put it up there? I, who put I it up there? I had it right down here for reasons. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. I don't want anybody to think that that's where my confidence level was. <laughs> So we suggested that this changes by the day. Right. And so by the day, we would update about where our confidence level is in Lamar Jackson sticking around as a Baltimore Raven via the Lamaro meter. And so every day we'll give you a nice update and we'll move this needle to where we are confidence wise in Lamar Jackson sticking around. I truly First of all, thank you to Gwen. Thank you. <laughs> it's very nice of her. She makes chili. She's a lovely, I, I don't know, I hope that we don't find anything awful out about Glenn. Uh, G- Glenn. <laughs> We're going to call it Gwen Clark Radio, Gwen if Clark. this continues. Yeah. Um, thank you to Gwen. That's incredible. That's a wonderful thing for her to do. Um, now, there's the pressure of where do I start this thing,
4: because <laughs> the,
0: the, rea- the reality is, it can only change so much today. Yesterday, everything would be based around this tweet from Lamar Jackson that he put out suggesting that he either received a fully guaranteed three-year $133 million deal or he received an offer where the first three years were fully guaranteed at $133 million. No one knows the correct answers. How many of you are trying to fight with me on Twitter about it? None of you know. You're all parsing the idea. By the way, this is Glenn Clark Radio. We're not going to do as much Lamar today, by the way. We got a, a lot of NCAA tournament-related guests coming up on the show today. A couple of Baltimore natives who are getting ready to play in the NCAA tournament. Ace Baldwin from VCU. They just won the A10. Uh, Noah Locke, who's finally he's finishing up his career. You might have missed that he ended up at Providence. <laughs> Noah's bounced around a little bit, but he's a heck of a player, man. I love watching Noah Locke. He is a shooter. Uh, and he is now at Providence getting ready for the NCAA tournament. We will catch up with him as well. And an old friend, Ryan Odom, the former coach at UMBC five years ago. In fact, I believe it was five years ago Friday was the date that UMBC defeated Virginia. He is now for the first time back in the NCAA tournament as the head coach at Utah State. We will catch up with him uh, about being back in March Madness. Also, we're going to talk some Orioles this morning. Chelsea Janes wrote about the the on-the-field side of the Orioles. There's so much about what we've been talking about leading up to the season that's been away from the field, the next Tampa and all that stuff. Chelsea James was like, yeah, the Orioles are actually kind of compelling on the field. Maybe we write a nice national column about that. And so we will chat with her about that as well. So that's all coming up on the program today, which is brought to you today. By Birdland Sports. That we're gonna you know what? I'm gonna say Birdland Sports because they're gonna bring you Would You Rather Wednesday, which we'll get into a little bit later on today. Instead, it'll be brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, which is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. You can read it all pressboxonline.com. There on the cover, you see Gunner Henderson. He is the favorite to win rookie of the year in the American League. Gunner Henderson on the cover of this month's press box. Go get it for free right now. So, all that said, I gotta gotta do it. We gotta we got it. Should I stand up to do it? Should I be like Vanna White when we do this? Uh, yeah. Should we make yeah. it dramatic every day? Yeah. I think we should. <sighs> it looks I,
1: I it looks good because you know just looming over your shoulder the entire show. So we know. You know, we know we know who we're talking to. We know we know we're talking to a guy that is extremely confident that Lamar is coming back. Right?
2: Extremely, you say. It would be funny to see you like mid interview, like if you hear a guest say something you don't right, like and I just Lamar, move it just, right in the
0: middle. Yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, well, and so you know, what's really <laughs> funny is I say the biggest story of yesterday is this tweet from Lamar Jackson. But we got a lot of traction with Brian McFarlane's ex- match, even a in order to match, even a in order to match, even a in order to match, even a a in order to match, even a front loaded deal. So I do think that's significant in how I view my confidence level at the moment. The other, I think, factor yesterday is there was a lot of hubbub about how much cap space the Indianapolis Colts have cleared. There is a lot of smoke about the Colts. Not just with Matt Ryan, but trading Stephon Gilmore that the Colts have cleared out, and the amount of cap space that maybe they could aggressively put an offer sheet in front of Lamar Jackson. So all of that factors in to where it is that I move this needle for the first time. I guess I got to take the microphone with me. This is dramatic highly dramatic. What am I, I would say one of the most dramatic moments in the history of Glenn Clark Radio. Remember this. <sighs> yeah, remember remember what is the the guy that does the Nationals games when remember where you are so you can remember where you were. <laughs> that's How he says I think he said it when they won the World Series. <laughs> 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 I think I think that might have been oh, what okay. he said. Remember where you are so you can remember rem- where you were. was <laughs> like that's pretty good actually. Like that's a pretty good it's different. Yeah. So, I think I've been operating around so this isn't perfect science, but that's 50, right? And yeah. I think I've been operating around 57%, 57%. Right around there is where I've been operating. After the news of yesterday, between all of it, between there being... The Schefter, uh, well, I mean, I guess the Schefter. Let me come back here and talk. Let me talk to you before. Let me talk to you, like L.A. Knight would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me talk to you for a second. It's just you and I. It's, just, uh, we're, it's a, f- a fireside chat right now. The the deal with Lamar's tweet, I think projected more than anything. I think Lamar is offended by your guy's obsession with the the idea of an agent. And I think he has the right to be. The idea that it's an agent that would be the difference in whether Lamar gets paid or not, I've always said this is utter nonsense. Now, again, I still think Lamar should have an agent, but I think that's for separate reasons. But this this has, I'm going to be honest with you, it's gotten under my skin, too, a little bit. The Ravens have tried to give Lamar Jackson a lot of money. He's declined. So the belief that the difference in whether or not Lamar Jackson is going to get what he wants would just be an agent seems quite silly. Does anyone think that if Lamar Jackson had an agent, there would already be a five-year, $250 million fully guaranteed offer on the table for him? No. Like, what would What would give us the reason to believe that? And if that's what Lamar Jackson wants, what we're really saying is, well, if Lamar Jackson had an agent, maybe an agent would have forced him to take a deal. Which is... It, it's offensive now again i believe there are good reasons why players should have agents i think there's a lot of things that you shouldn't be responsible for handling but the idea that the difference in whether or not lamar jackson gets paid is whether he has an agent is uttering nonsense so i've got to be honest with you i don't blame lamar for finally showing a little frustration about this topic I have no problem saying my opinion is it would be good for Lamar Jackson to have an agent. But if you're trying to make the difference in this being about Lamar Jackson not having an agent, it almost sounds coded, being as truthful as I can be. It sounds like you're saying Lamar Jackson and his family are too stupid to be able to handle this. And I know that's not what everybody's saying. It's certainly not even what I'm saying when I think that Lamar Jackson should have an agent. But I get where he's coming from. As far as the facts of the numbers that he presented, it's easy to say, well, do the math. It would make sense for that to be the first three years of the contract that had been previously reported that had been offered to Lamar Jackson. The first three years were all truly, fully guaranteed. Everything else after that was, you know... Guaranteed by injury or not guaranteed, whatever it was. But as I've told you, I, I'm i telling you that late leading up to the initial tag deadline, the Ravens, and I here's what I don't know, and that's what I was trying to say when I was talking to people about this on Twitter yesterday. I don't know if they ever actually put the offer on the table of going fully guaranteed on a shorter-term deal. I don't know if they did. I know that was a, a, an avenue they were exploring. I know that as a fact. No, I can't reveal my source. No, I can't stop. It doesn't work that way. But I know as a fact. And if you had parse through, I'll give you an example. If you had parse through and read some of the things that Peter King was writing at the time or listened to some of the things he said on his podcast... Peter King's really great because he's a reporter that doesn't report, right? He gets his information and then uses it in how he suggests things. Peter King's never going to be the one breaking news. He's not going to compete with Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter this week to be the first to tell you about where E.J. Speed signed. No offense to E.J. Speed. He might be the nice sky-in-the-face of the planet and a decent football player he's not going to do that. That's not, that's not his thing. His thing is writing long-form columns. His thing. Anyone in football. 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 And in fact, so much so, because he's not a breaking news reporter, he has more information from the teams than anyone else does. So if you read Peter King's column a couple weeks ago if you listened to him on the podcast yesterday he instead of reporting this is what the Ravens did suggests that it could be a solution for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson because that's how he uses the information that he gets Ian Rappaport in the aftermath of this yesterday also said we had heard the Ravens were considering going, I'm telling you that as a fact. The Ravens were exploring, at least exploring. I don't know. I can't make things up that I don't know. It would be odd to me, given what I had heard, that the Ravens would have never put this type of offer in front of Lamar Jackson, but I can't confirm it. I know they were exploring a save-face idea of putting a shorter-term fully guaranteed contract in front of Lamar Jackson so that they could go back and say, well, it's essentially just what the Vikings did with Kirk Cousins. We didn't do the Deshaun Watson thing. And that Lamar Jackson could still say, I got fully guaranteed money. Now, was that three years and $133 million? Don't know. Don't know. And neither does anybody else. I get it. We're doing the math on the contract offer that had been out there before, and it seems about right, right? We're like, that sounds like just the first three years of a five-year deal. Why the Ravens wouldn't offer three years, I would think that would be a bargain at that point. And probably, if it was on the table, why Lamar Jackson didn't accept it. I would think that if you were going to go shorter term, the money would have to be greater. The money would have to be closer to $150 million for it to even be considered by Lamar Jackson not to say that 133 is embarrassing or or offensive or something like that but i just don't think it's going to work i don't think that would be that's
1: now that daniel jones is making
0: 41 million right like, like i think you're going to have to do at least 45 per on that type of deal in order to say hey we are acknowledging that there is a chasm between daniel jones and lamar jackson what's going on with this cord that's a little bit weird um because I had it over here, and then I see what happened. So let me use all this information, right? All of this that I have in front of me. To me, still, the most noteworthy part of yesterday was talking to Brian McFarland about where the Ravens are cap-wise with the idea being that there could be a team that could slide in. And I'm not eliminating that still. But Brian's point that the Ravens have the ability to continue clearing cap space to match anything that could possibly be put in front of them. The Ravens essentially doing nothing else at the start of the league year. Kind of saying, there's one thing that matters to us, that's the quarterback. Putting themselves potentially in wide receiver hell for another season. And Demarcus Robinson could still come back, I guess. But yeah, how sad is it when you look at, like, lists of top free agent wide receivers? And you're like, I don't know, Adam Thielen, that could be interesting, you know? And then you realize, like, the number eight guy on the list is Jarvis Landry. The number nine guy on the list is Demarcus Robinson. And you're like, oh, no. No, it's that bad. The Ravens didn't do absolutely nothing.
1: They they locked down Lamar's first cousin. That's right. Trayvon Mullen is
0: back. Is Thank back. you. He is yes. back. That's a great point. That All over it, pal. Nailed it. So, Um... That, to me, remains the most compelling part of yesterday, if I'm being honest with you. The most compelling thing that I've gotten in the last 24 hours is that feeling. It still doesn't take away a few things. It still doesn't take away the possibility that a team could just get desperate and go crazy, particularly after the draft, particularly if they don't get their guy. I mean, you can say that the Ravens have protected themselves up to a limit, but there's still a limit to that. That limit could be like, I don't know that they could do $70 million in year one. Now, I don't know who could, But again, if you get through the draft and you don't have your quarterback, all of a sudden, you might be willing to just get rid of everything. Just everything must go, we have to have a quarterback, and if this is what it takes, maybe that could change. And then the secondary part would be, is there any chance that Lamar just isn't happy? But for now, the Lamarometer, the Lamometer, Lamar.
1: I, Mar- like saying, I like saying lamometer, but But it doesn't say lamometer on there. It says lamarometer. Yeah, I know, but I like well, lam- We'd be lying. It literally said what he was supposed to do. It's the same thing.
2: I really did wish it say lamometer on it.
1: I understand, that, but it doesn't say lamarometer. Well, I, think lim- it I wanted it to say yeah. lamarometer, you know, so we know it's the lamarometer. Right. You say fast, lamometer.
0: But that's not the same thing. You understand that there are different letters involved with this. Yeah, it.
1: but it is the same thing. Cause we're talking
0: sakes. About the I'll thing. call it lamarometer. You can call it lamometer. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> It's going past 60%. Really? Yes it is. Wow. In fact, mm. based for, on for, based on the information from Brian McFarland yesterday, the first official read. Now again, this is just that he's going to be around. So keep that in mind, right? This is not that he's definitely going to sign long term. This is just that Lamar Jackson is going to be the Ravens quarterback in 2023. Okay. Cuz that could still involve a scenario where he just plays on under, the, tag. Under the tag. Yeah. Bumping it all the way up. Wow. So this is like 70 to 69%. 69%. <laughs> nice.
2: Nice. Does a lot of this have to do with 69%? Uh you don't believe teams want to do the the In fact, you know what? Work no. for the, for the Ravens. Hang so. on.
0: 7. We're doing <laughs> 70? Okay. 70. Okay. 70%. All right. 70 is my number. 70% wow, is my number. I thought it's barely very 70%. Yeah. That Lamar Jackson stays as a Baltimore Raven. Wow. Um s- yeah. I think the point that Brian McFarlane made yesterday is quite relevant, which Mm -hmm. is that teams right now are are taking themselves out simply because they believe they're wasting their time. The the Ravens are making a very loud statement. This isn't ending with Lamar Jackson on another team. We're making a loud statement that we are going to do whatever it takes in order to keep him around. Understandably. To their detriment, that's for somebody else to argue. For Lamar's detriment, like that, again, if doing this this way is costing them the ability to to add a wide receiver, that's certainly something they've attempted to pass on to Lamar Jackson. Like, hey, if we could just get this done a little bit quicker, maybe we could get you a little more help. There's no doubt that's something they've said to Lamar Jackson. And I still think, as was pointed out by Brian McFarlane yesterday, they could dip their toes somewhere in adding a... the, The bar is so low that you almost can't do worse than what the Ravens were doing at wide receiver a year ago. So there, there is still, to me, the ability for them to address the position even if they have to pay a significant dollar amount to Lamar Jackson in a f- semi-front-loaded deal. The other question is whether or not they're exploring, we've talked about it before, are they still exploring a Patrick Queen trade? Are they still exploring other possibilities you know, obviously they didn't get much of anything for Chuck Clark. That's what it is, right? There's not a ton of other logical trade assets on this team. But Patrick Queen presumably would be a logical trade asset, and they might be deciding when they do a Lamar Jackson deal that that simply means there's not going to be the money in order to keep Patrick Queen around as well. That could get net them an asset they could use towards the wide receiver position via the draft, something like that. 70%. That's, 70%. That's pretty confident. Yeah, look, I reserve the right. I Maybe I'm feeling far too bullish about what Brian McFarlane said today, and I get 24 hours removed, and tomorrow I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? 70%. That's nuts. What was I doing? I'm drunk. But today, as of this moment, I think the evidence is pointing towards Lamar Jackson sticking around. I'm leaving that 30%. 30% is still covering somebody going crazy, Thirty percent is still covering the idea that Lamar is just so unhappy that he says, Come hell or high water, I'm not going to be here. But I've got it at seventy percent right now that Lamar Jackson will be the Ravens quarterback in twenty twenty three. If you would like to be the presenting sponsor of the Lamar meter, go ahead. When the, I say l- it, the,
4: the Lamar-O-Meter. Yes,
0: that's the point. When I say Lamar meter, you quickly say Lamar. Lam-
4: that's the idea of the
0: again, bit. Again. We'll get you there one of these days, I promise. <laughs> if you would like to be the presenting sponsor of the Lamar meter The Lomometer. John C. at PressBoxOnline.com. <laughs> Reach out. We'll get a nice logo for you yeah. there. I'll tell you what. We'll do daily updates on Twitter as well, right? So you can go take a picture of okay. uh, l- 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 Lamarometer updates. The Lamometer update. Thank you. Yes. And you can say, today, Glenn, based on the information that he got from Brian McFarland, or Raven salary cap yesterday, bumped the Lamarometer.
1: Up to seventy, the Lamarometer, up to. You got it. You gotta, you yeah, gotta
0: yeah, sharpen yeah. yourself. You gotta. We gotta work on this. All right. It's gotta be quick. Up to seventy percent. The and one up to seventy percent. The Lamarometer. The Lamometer? See now. Now you forced it. Now you forced it. You gotta
2: settle down. With Could that. I ask for one edit to the Lamarometer? No.
0: Just. The one. No. <laughs> Now, go ahead. What do you want? What do you want?
2: Um, I would like to request that a Tyler Huntley face be added <laughs> into the gray, the he gray just, section. He just sneaks Whenever in Whenever it there. gets into the less than 20,
0: it's just Huntley <laughs> he little He just mate. pops up. <laughs> well, we don't know if he's going to be around. He's a restricted free agent, too. So there's no – it's not certain that even yeah. if it wasn't Lamar, that it would be Tyler Huntley. That has to be taken care of in the next couple of weeks as well, maybe in the next couple of days considering how the quarterback market has moved and there's nothing left. There is you know it was interesting to me in Carson Peter King's Wentz is out there, right? Peter. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so nothing is what you meant. In Peter King's podcast yesterday, he referenced that he believed that your boy was the Ravens backup plan, the that Garoppolo, Garoppolo was their backup okay. plan. So at some point, they abandoned their backup. At some point in this process, it again, based on Peter King's knowledge and what he knows things, he doesn't just mm-hmm. make things up. And the Raiders like to overpay. Well, I don't I mean, know. I, I think that this all starts with when they, when they did what they did. Like When they did what they did, it was their way of saying, we're not going to have a backup plan because you're going to have to let the market unfold at that point. Yeah. Like Once you decided this is what we're doing and we'll wait it out, if you were doing that, if your backup plan was Jimmy Garoppolo and not the trade route, which, again, insane, in, sorry, and not the draft route, which is bonkers, and I, I'm furious that that would be the case. But, again, not our concern. It didn't play out that way. Um, if that was the plan, you needed to do the trade before free agency began. You had to be in position to be able to go out and sign a quarterback before free agency became a thing because there was only going to be so long before everybody was going to come off the market. So the moment that you made the decision that you made to not execute a trade before the start of the league year, you were taking yourself out of that conversation altogether. So just an interesting note that came up as I was listening to Peter King's podcast yesterday about this situation. All right. Again, we're not going to do Lamar all day today. That's a promise. We're going to do other things. We're going to talk NCAA tournament. A lot of local connections to the NCAA tournament, and one of them is Noah Locke, who's going to join us next. Today's show is brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Bet Fred is Maryland's newest sportsbook, and it's now up and running just in time for March Madness. Bet $50 and get up to $1,111 in bonus Fred Bets. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers for Bet Fred specials and other great sign-up deals. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Have you experienced hardship due to COVID-19? Whether it's job loss or a change in career, CCBC has funding available for short term career programs like welding. Our welding program provides hands-on training with experienced instructors preparing you for a career in a high demand field. And with classes starting in March, now is the perfect time to take advantage of this opportunity. Don't let the pandemic hold you back any longer. Call CCBC today at 443-840-2222 or online at ccbcmd.edu to learn more. CCBC Welding, your new career starts now with funding available. 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu.
6: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age, and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always
4: for life with the baltimore county police department find out more at join baltimore or call 410-887-5542 must be a united states citizen have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or ged equivalent if you miss anything on the show don't forget that you can watch
8: full episodes at youtube.com slash press online and you can download podcasts on apple itunes amazon and grinder wait did i say grinder I don't think that you would find it on Grindr. Not that I know it's on Grindr or anything. I I swear. Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn.
0: Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. NCAA tournament technically got underway last night. Bit of a thriller between Pitt and Mississippi State, but really gets underway for all intents and purposes coming up tomorrow afternoon. We know, of course, uh, the first game of the day is Maryland and West Virginia. We're going to talk a little NCAA tournament this morning with a few folks from our area who are participating in the NCAA tournament including our first guest today he's getting ready for a Friday night matchup against Kentucky he has had quite the journey from growing up here and playing at McDonough to now finishing up his collegiate career with the Friars up at Providence he is a shooter he is Noah Locke and he is with us now here on GCR Noah it's Glenn back in Baltimore it's great to catch up with you man thank you so much taking a couple of minutes for us Hey, Noah, are you there? All right. We will see if we can't get that figured out. Not sure exactly what's going on with Noah Locke. I always love it when I do that huge like introduction and everything sounds great, and then womp womp (laughs) always the best radio when you're like here he is look at this guy no he's not he's not there but Griffin will work on that and try to get that figured out see where Noah Locke is yes Kentucky in Providence Friday night at 7 10 p.m. is when that game will be played Uh, later on in the show Ace Baldwin from VCU will join us and also later on in the program we're going to catch up with uh, Ryan Odom head coach at Utah State. That is all coming up. I'm going to get Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios up here in a second. Really quickly, thank you to a bunch of you. My shaming uh, did work and got a bunch of you to sign up and get in uh, for our bracket contest, including our buddy John in Little Rock, including the aforementioned Andrew Steka, who I said I was not going to call out by name. I was definitely not going to call Andrew Steka out by name. But, but I don't have to because he got in. He's in the bracket contest. Our buddy Brandon Linton from Jobbing Out got in. All sorts of folks did get into the bracket contest last night, so I appreciate that. We still have room for a couple of people if you want to hit me up. It's, again, a $20 bracket contest. Half the pot goes to charity. Half the pot goes to the winner. The charity is Show Your Soft Side, an amazing animal charity around here. Get me at Glenn-Clark on Venmo, Glenn Clark 180 on PayPal, or also on Cash App, Glenn Clark Radio. $20 by tomorrow. You can get in, and half that pot will go to that incredible charity, Show Your Soft Side, a wonderful animal charity here locally. Noah Locke with us here on GCR. Noah, good morning. How are you, my friends? I'm
9: good. I'm good. How
0: are you? I'm great, man. Uh, Man, I have enjoyed watching you play for a long time, dude. Can you take me through this journey for you from growing up here, from being at McDonough to making a couple of stops along the way, how much has all of this prepared you to go do something special during the course of this final NCAA tournament for you?
9: Uh, I, I would say it prepared me a lot. I mean, obviously, like you said, I've been, been, been all over the place. I mean, I've been to a lot of different schools, had a lot of different experiences. Um, but I mean, the good thing about it is that it's not my first rodeo with the with the tournament. So, yep. I mean, I know, I know what it, I know what it feels like to be out there. And um, I mean, I'm excited to get back out there. I mean, I didn't get in there last year. And, um, I mean, I feel like, you know, this year we have a really good team. Um, we have we have a good opportunity to go out there and win some games. So, um, I'm really excited. And, I mean, I feel like I'm very prepared because, I mean, I've been through a lot through my, through my college career and even just my basketball career in general. And I feel like I've been, you know, tested in a lot of ways. And I feel like I'm prepared.
0: No, let me let me go through a couple things with you. No. One, why why was it Providence for you? Like when you knew this is it, this is the the last stop for me, one year, one place. Why was it that Providence was the right spot for you?
9: Um I feel like it was Providence because I mean they stuck with me the longest. I mean when I came out of high school, they recruited me really hard. Um the same and it was the same as that coaching staff. Um like all, the entire coaching staff. And I mean they they stayed with me uh like I said from when I came out of high school and I was you know they were in my last few uh like I was selecting from and um coming out of high school so and then once I transferred the first time I mean they wanted me to come there and I didn't choose them that time and then I was like I couldn't say no to them three times in a row so um I felt like you know they stuck with me and you know they 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 gave they told me you know what type of role I have and what type of opportunity I have and I mean I feel like Dave came through with it and I feel like i have been having a great year so far so um you know I'm just ready to get out there and win some games in the tournament.
4: Ed Cooley is such
0: a special cat man like I, I know he's like royalty in that city and you know when, when Maryland needed a coach last year there are a lot of us that were interested in Ed Cooley I know there's a lot of people at Georgetown are hoping that maybe he consider leaving what is it that makes mm-hmm. him so special and makes him so beloved by everybody up that way?
9: Um I just feel like he's just a like he's overall a, a great person. I mean, he he cares for everyone. Um I mean, for his for the team, I mean, you could just you could just see the the type of emotion that he gives to he just gives to everyone. I mean, he's he's actually he's such a genuine person. Um I mean, and just for me in general like, I mean, just sitting down listening to him just talk to us like I mean, he could be like a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, he he really he really, you know, genuinely, you can tell that he cares and, um, you know, you can learn something from him. I mean, literally every time he, he talks to us and, um, I mean, he uses a lot of, a lot of big words that, you know, maybe we have to look up after we finish (laughs) talking to him, but, but, um, I mean, he definitely gives us, gives us good insight on, you know, basketball and even life in general. So, I mean, just learning from him and you know where he's came from. I mean, he, it was it was times in his life where he was homeless, and then you know for him to be able to get all the way to this and be such an inspiration to others. I mean, it's I mean I, I mean who wouldn't want to you know have him as their coach or you know have them as their mentor or you know anyone like any anything like that because I mean he's been through so much and I mean he you can see that he really cares about everyone that he's around. Um yeah, that's pretty much, you know, all I can say about him.
0: Powerful, man. That's a really powerful testament yeah. about a coach. Noah Locke is with man. us here in GCR. Providence, K- Kentucky, coming up Friday night in the NCAA tournament. No, I think a lot of people are familiar. Uh, you come from a basketball family, right? Your, your dad, your mom, both mm-hmm. basketball players at Coppin, was it always basketball for you? Like, did you always know, like, at a young age, like, this this is what's ahead of me. I'm going to do this for as long as I possibly can.
9: Yeah, yeah, no, nah, for sure. I mean, my my older brother played. Uh, my dad coached my older brother. You know, my parents played. and um, I mean, I just grew up in the gym. Uh, like, you know, I was going to my older brother's practices. I mean, I would go to my dad's. My dad's practices when he would coach. Uh, he coached women's basketball at Coffin, mm-hmm. so I mean, I was just I just grew up in the gym, um, you know, shooting the ball as far as I can. I mean, it, it was just it was just me, just you know, always in the gym having the ball, and then you know, I come back home and I have a basketball hoop outside that I play with. So, I mean, it was just something that I just always played. I mean, I I was the only one that really you know just played basketball. I mean, my brother, my little sister played. Different sports, I mean, i never really gotten anything else but basketball. I don't know why it just happened for me like that, but I mean that's just all I really loved and um I mean, I put so much work in i mean it's I felt like this was the this was the route I wanted to take and um, I mean, I feel like it's been going really well for me, and I feel like you know I have some opportunities to play pro and and I feel like it's going it's gonna go go the right way. I mean, I've put so much work in for myself so
0: we know that you are, as I mentioned earlier, you are a shooter. Like, that's what we associate mm-hmm. you with. You, like, I, I think about the prototypical Baltimore basketball player, and it's funny because we're going to have Ace Baldwin on later in the show, and, like, he kind of fits this bill, mm-hmm. right? Like, undersized, tough, mm-hmm. like, you know, has to attack the rim constantly, you know, physical. You're maybe more the Steph Curry type, right? Like, more of the mm-hmm. modern mm-hmm. basketball player. Where did that mm-hmm. come from, your stroke, your – just pure shooting ability, and, and when did you start realizing, like, I'm there's a part of my game that I know I'm a little bit better at than the average person is?
9: Um, I mean, I feel like, like I said, when I was explaining me being in the gym, I mean, I just, like I said, I grew up just shooting the ball super far away. Like, <laughs> like I just felt like I when I was younger, like, I just always wanted to shoot a When's three. When's the I first time,
0: hang on, when is the first time in your life that you made a half-court shot,
9: Noah? Oh, man. I can't even. I started shooting them things, but as soon as I was able to get it up to the rim <laughs> from that far, I mean, so I mean, I, I can't give you exact exact age, but I yeah. know I was coursing them up there for sure. But um, but I would say I probably got my my shooting from my dad. I mean, my dad was a shooter. Yeah. Uh he shot the ball well, copping, and um, you know, I, we 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 were always in the gym. Like I said, always in the gym. You know, getting shots up. So, I mean, I feel like I just got the, got the form and everything from him. I and mean, he pretty much, you know, taught me a lot about that. And um, just for me, you know, catching on to things so quickly. Um, I mean, I just started to shoot the ball as much as possible, and um, you know, stuff just it just became natural to me.
0: Yeah, man, it's carried obviously for the rest of your life. Like you can put on a yeah, show. Yeah. We know when we tune in, like, we might see anything. We might see you go, like, eight for eight from beyond the arc. Um, it's it's yeah. wild to watch. Noah Locke is with yeah. us here on GCR. Noah, how do you carry Baltimore with you as you play? Like, how, how had, did your upbringing here, beyond, you know, your parents, but going up against guys here, playing in East Baltimore as a kid, playing in the MIAA, how did that impact you in a way that you still take with you on a day-to-day basis as you play this game?
9: Oh, just like you explained before, like, I mean, like, in Baltimore, like, your typical player was, like, a like a tough player. Like, I mean, that's one of the words you said. So, I mean, just, just knowing that, you know, where I came from in Baltimore, I mean, you got to be tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be able to, you know, hold your own when you're out there. And, you know, it's going to be in certain environments where, you know, you're going to be tested. And, you know, the only, only the strong survive. I mean, so. I mean I felt like I feel like, you know, it it prepares you for so many different situations, especially once you move on from Baltimore because I mean, you know, you've been through, you know, all these different tough situations and, you know, it touches you in a certain way that, you know, you feel like you can do it anywhere. So, um, I mean I just hold that with me. I just hope to make sure my toughness is is at its at its peak and um, you know, my dad doesn't doesn't let me you know, dwindle with any of that. I mean, he's always the only boss. I'm not tough. I got I got to make sure I'm tough out there. But I mean, I'm I'm obviously I'm pretty I'm older now. So, you know, I I I pretty much got it on on you know uh, I, I pretty much got it now. I mean, to where like I know, you know what it is, what it takes to have you know great games and be a great player. So, um, you know, I, I'll probably say. I'd probably say toughness is, is, is probably the biggest thing that, you know, I take from Baltimore with me.
0: It's it's, it's something that, that Baltimore tough mentality. My guy, Seth Greenberg, always talked about it with Malcolm Delaney, and I've, it stayed, stayed with me forever. The players from here were just a little bit different. It's just a bit different yeah, than yeah. even Philly or New York or D.C. guys. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no. It, you you kind of answered a little bit my next question, so I'll expand it. I, like I wanted to know what's the best thing your dad ever taught you, and then I want to expand it too to your mom, right? Like it, as a hell of a player herself yeah. the best things that you yeah. learned from your dad and from your mom in, in in preparing you for this part of your life and now preparing you for the next stage and and embarking on a pro career.
9: Um, I'll probably say my my dad. It's taught me a lot. I mean, and it's a, it's like I said, I mean, it's told me a lot. And like I said about like toughness, I mean, toughness has been something that he's always dwelled on, you know, when I was younger growing up and, you know, just making sure that, you know, he knew I had the talent. He knew I could shoot the ball. He knew I could score the ball. He knew I could, you know, do all the other things. But, I mean, he felt like all the intangibles and stuff just comes with toughness. And, um, he will always express that to me. And, you know, I feel like, you know, just knowing that, um, you know, he's giving me, giving me these type of things, you know, telling me these type of things is only going to help me. So, I mean, sometimes it'd be, it will be tough hearing it. I mean, you know, he'll tell me and he'll, you know, he'll get on me sometimes, but I mean, me just knowing that, you know, all the stuff he's telling me is going to help me has always made it better. And, um, so I probably say toughness for him, and then for my mom. Uh, I mean, she 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 kind of backs him up, but she also you know wants me to go out there and have fun because she knows me really well. Well, my dad knows me really well, but you know I I was probably saying my mommy's I'm a mom mommy's boy, so <laughs> um, she 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 got a little deeper level with me, and uh, she knows that like if I'm upset, if I'm out there playing upset, probably won't have my best game. So. Um, you know, she just tells me to you know go out there and have fun throughout any situation, and um you know that that's probably the biggest thing I mean, just go out there and you know through anything that's going on in the game, you know just just know that you're playing basketball and something that you love, and you know just enjoy playing it. And you know things would things would end up going well, and this always went well when I when I came in with that mindset. That's
0: cool, so. man. That's that's a really great mindset to have. No, before we let you go, obviously Kentucky on Friday night. You know a thing or two about playing big games against Kentucky. Uh, you got a little mm-hmm. bit experience over that about of that over the years. Um, yeah. It, were you a little bit more amped up? Like when you saw the matchup, did it leave you? I know you're going to be excited. It's the NCAA of the tournament. No, no, no matter what. But it did. Did it leave you licking your lips a little bit? Like, ah, good. I, I'm glad it's Kentucky. I want another <laughs> shot at Kentucky in the NCAA
9: tournament. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, definitely had a little of that. I mean, I definitely did. I mean, my my record isn't too good with them, but yeah. I mean, I could definitely change that. So, um, I mean, I, I can't wait to go out there and play them. Um, you know, it's gonna be a great environment. Um. You know, I just feel like you know, I just live for these type of situations, and um, once I get out there, I mean, just go out there and do what I can do, and you know, just just go out there and win. So um, that's that's basically my mindset, and um, I, I can't wait to get out there on Friday. It's awesome, man.
0: Noah Lock, what uh, social media? Twitter, Instagram, anything nil wise? What can we plug for you, dude?
9: Um, well, my Instagram is at Noah Lock just n-o-a-h-l-o-c-k-e um my twitter name is underscore noah lock um and uh i think that's those are the two that i mostly use yeah those two right there no it's so,
0: been it's been a I, we can't we yeah. can't wait to see you again on friday night it's been a lot of fun watching you play from afar man like selfishly we would have loved to have had you at maryland at some point like that would have been awesome But from afar, Mm -hmm. it's been a lot of fun watching you play, and we can't wait to see what's next for you. Congratulations on everything that you've accomplished. Best of luck in the tournament and moving forward, and we'll look forward to catching up with you again down the road, all right?
9: Yeah, no, I appreciate you.
0: That's Noah Locke from Providence, McDonough alum, and a hell of a shooter. I mean, damn, damn good shooter. Um, Appreciate him taking the time for us this morning as he gets ready for their NCAA tournament opener against Kentucky. So, we got to move some things around this morning. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Well, I guess we could just maybe we use that time because we got to get into a fighting words this morning too, and we also have to. We got to do Would You Rather Wednesday. Well, maybe maybe we do this. Do you want to try to talk to Ace Baldwin like soonish? You want to do that, and that then we can take a to get into Would You Rather Wednesday after that. Yeah. All right. Why don't we do that? Today's show is brought to you. By the Baltimore County Police Department, if you have a passion for service and you want a career for life, the Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring. Cadet salary started over $32,000 a year, so you know someone who's struggling to launch out of high school, is just not finding their footing, might be time to suggest to them that they consider the Baltimore County Police Department. Entry-level officers, someone that maybe is making a change in career after the pandemic, you're not happy, you just need something that inspires you a little bit more. You feel like you're working a dead-end job, stuck at home every day, and it just doesn't inspire you the way that you want work to inspire you. The Baltimore County Police Department is looking for you. Entry-level officers, over $60,000 a year. Lateral officers, $64,000 a year. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com is the website, four one zero eight eight seven five five four two? is the phone number. 25-year retirement at 60% with 3% every year thereafter, up to 100%. Medical, dental, and vision insurance available. Promotional opportunities, career advancement to over 20 specialized units, all available via the Baltimore County Police Department. Again, join com. Why don't we go ahead and talk to Ace Baldwin now? This is the part where I pull the curtain back and say, we actually had to talk to him earlier, so... We have the ability to talk to him whenever we want to. So we're going to do it right now and continue to catch up with Baltimore natives who are getting ready for the NCAA tournament. Ace Baldwin right now here on GCR. Well, it's a pleasure now to be joined here on GCR by the pride of St. Francis, a Baltimore native and a man who's getting ready to uh, square off with St. Mary's in the NCAA tournament after helping lead VCU to the A-10 title this weekend. We welcome back home ace baldwin who is with us now here on gcr ace it's glenn in baltimore it's great to catch up man thank you for taking the time for us No, yeah, no thank you hey man it's great to hear from you uh, congratulations i think is the first place to start um in front of a national audience leading your team to a title how much fun was this weekend for you up in new york
10: uh it was real fun man new york uh, always, I always lot love new york uh it was a great experience for me and my team atmosphere was crazy and the fans just was going nuts like i think we just got the best friends in the nation
0: that's awesome man it's such a cool experience to have and now what what is this like you know i i don't know where this ranks up with everything you've accomplished but what does this mean to you right winning a title and getting ready to play in the ncaa tournament oh
10: it's like it's like a dream come true i always drink of this uh it just it's just a real fun I uh, get invited to uh NCAA tournament. You know, a lot of people don't get invited there. So I just got to take this uh, take this moment in.
0: How important was that for you, right? Like, you know, I, you are someone that, you, to me, you embody. I don't know if you've ever heard the term Baltimore tough, right? But it was a word that Seth Greenberg yep. always used it to describe Malcolm Delaney years ago. Guys that are a little bit undersized, that don't get a little bit overlooked, that people pretend like they aren't mm-hmm. as good as they are. How much have you kind of carried that spirit with you of like this is who I am? I'm gonna to continue to prove people wrong, and now you got the opportunity to do it for the entire country.
10: Right, uh, everywhere I go, you always got always gotta have that uh Baltimore toughness. Like wherever you go, like it don't matter where you at. So I say that carries over a lot.
0: Man, I I can sense it in the way that you play, dude. Like you, do you kind of perpetually have a chip on your shoulder when you're on the floor? Like I don't care, even if some Y'all, people even- tell you. Go ahead.
10: No, exactly. I got a chip on the shoulder. Like every game, it don't matter if the team not as not as good as us. Even if we're the underdog, or if we're not the underdog, I still had that chip on our shoulder because I feel like we all every game we got to prove something.
0: Man, I I see it all the time. Right, like people can tell you how great you are. They can they can name you all conference, but yet you still you still got something to prove to somebody. Exactly.
10: Yeah. I'm exactly. I'm- I'm
0: still not satisfied. Right, <laughs> I love that, dude. Ace Baldwin is with us. VCU is getting ready to take on St. Mary's on Friday in the NCAA tournament. Ace, let's let's come back a little ways, right? You're you're a kid growing up here in Baltimore. When did you have the sense that like, yo, I've got a chance to really do something special? I got a chance to play at levels beyond like where everybody else is going to be able to.
10: Uh, I started when I was uh, I started when I was younger. Uh, my I used to play with my dad and um uh, with wreck ball, and I was. I was a younger playing with grown men, so I say that that really helped me. Like when I was young, I always had played. I've always had played up. I really never played my age group.
0: No, I mean, you, okay. Let us try to project this. Were you like eight years old playing against like grown men at that point? Like when did you start yes, doing? Yes. Wow. Uh,
10: yes, yes, I really was.
0: Wow, man, and you were holding your own. <laughs>
10: I was holding my own, like I was. They don't matter if they was big, you know. Size on me, not. It's always
0: uh, about that heart, dude. And obviously, you continue to prove that, right? Like, I'm sure that you've had to live with that. Everybody's like, "Oh, Ace is a little bit undersized." You're like, "Okay, let me show you." (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) yeah. Let me show you how undersized I am. Um, Okay, so so you project that a little bit further. Your path to getting to St. Francis, and and Mm -hmm. what being there and playing against top talent night in and night out did for you. In preparing you to make the jump to high-level college basketball,
10: uh, uh that national schedule St. Francis got me ready. Uh, I want to thank Coach Nick for that, uh, and also my teammates that was there. Like I felt like, like you said, that Baltimore toughness, like on a national schedule, it ain't matter who we play. Yeah, uh, we showed who we was. We played, played tough. Like we just always had that toughness.
0: Yes, Ace Baldwin, he's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Why VCU? I, I, you know, you and I haven't had an opportunity to chat. I'm I'm glad we're doing this because I love watching you play. Why was it VCU for you? Take me through how all that came about.
10: Uh, I wouldn't even – I wouldn't even yeah. worry about, like, basketball-wise with VCU. Uh, I was thinking about, like, how my living condition is going to be. And the coaches and even the players before I got here, it just was, like – it was bigger than basketball. Like, like, until now, they like my brothers. Like, I look at them. Like my mother raised
0: them. No, no, dude. That's, that's, it's huge to find that right fit, right? Like, to find the place where it works mm-hmm. out for you. And by the way, it's working out okay for you, which, like, is... Yeah, it's like home away from home. Man, that's really cool. D- did you know immediately when you got there? Like, so many guys go somewhere these days and they bow out. You know this, right? Like, they're immediately uh-huh. into the portal. One, you know, whatever. They're, they're like, I can be somewhere else. You've kind of stuck around a little bit there. Take me through why it is that you haven't been in a rush to maybe end up somewhere else.
10: Uh, cause it's, I see, I don't really see why I'm leaving. Like coach, coach gave me the keys here and he gave me the keys, uh, when I was a freshman. So I don't see why I just end up leaving, like knowing it ain't no better position than this. That's
0: great. I mean, look, man, if you're com- comfortable, if you're happy and you're having success, you don't mess with that, right? <laughs> it's like exactly, yeah. You don't mess with that at all. Ace Baldwin with us here on GCR. Ace, uh, we mentioned now getting back to the NCAA tournament, right? And this one being, yeah, more like a traditional NCAA tournament than a couple of years ago. Um, mm. You say you dreamed about this growing up, right? Like, do you have? Yeah. Like, are are you gonna have family there? Are you gonna have friends gonna be able to travel with you to be a part of this thing? Because I, I know your goals are to accomplish many more things in your life, but this is real. This is still the NCAA tournament that we're talking about.
10: Mm. Of course, I'm going to have friends and family that can, they got to witness this with me. They got to be there right along with me. So, yeah, I'm going to bring them all along and uh so they can watch us make this run. Who is who do you say is
0: most responsible for you getting to this point, man?
10: I want to say my mom. I'm not going lie. My mom was there through it all. Even when my dad passed in 2019, cuz I was really uh pushing on like not playing basketball no more cuz my dad really is the reason why like I was uh and like why I'm in this position now. So I would
0: say my mom. It's awesome, man. That's so cool. You, uh, you player of the year in the conference, but what jumps out at me even more, defensive player of the year in the conference, mm-hmm. right? Like, not to take anything away, I get it. You got the top honor in the league, but that one to me is even more significant. You're such a capable offensive yep. player, but you've never, you've never let that part of your game. What, what drives you to say, I want to be as, as much as I am a, an outstanding offensive player. I want to give everyone hell. Every minute of every game that I'm on the floor,
10: cause I, I want you know I want to guard the best of the best. So I don't, I really don't. People say I'm good on offense, but I'm really not worried about that offensive side. I take uh, pride on that defense. Like whoever I want to guard the best, and I want to just, I want to let them know like you're not scoring on me. And I want to let them know like I'm gonna be here for 40 minutes,
0: man. I, it's so, and it comes through, uh, dude. I think it's part of that toughness too, right? Like that when you go back to being an eight year old going up. Like, you've got to let people... My, dude, this is the city that produced Muggsy Bogues, right? <laughs> like, 5'2 <Exactly. five>, <laughs> dude that was going to harass you for... you got to let them know who you are.
10: Yeah. I mean... Exactly, yeah. got to let them know who you are. And that's just, that's exactly what my job is. I want to let them know who I am, and I just want to, like I, like I said, I want to put fear in their heart. I, mean, like I want to just take their heart.
0: I mean, it makes... Dude, It's 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 such a special thing to watch you do. Ace, was there a, was there maybe a matchup, even before you got to college? Maybe give me one now, but was there a matchup even back in high school or playing out on the AAU circuit where, like, you take the most pride in saying, dude, I I shut this guy down? Like, as much as I've accomplished, I'll never forget going up against this dude and shutting him down. I ain't
10: going to lie. It was a lot of them. Uh, it really was a lot in high school because we played a national schedule. and We yeah. was not – they was lining them up, and we was knocking them down. Like Devin <laughs> Dotson was one of them, Jalen Smith, Emmanuel Quickly, James Bishop. Like you name them, it was a lot of them.
0: You're just like, do you have like a checklist? Like the next one up on the list, like next guy I gotta go
10: do. Uh, the next guy that's the lead scorer. Yep, that's exactly yep. who I'm on. That's Whoever that lead scorer, <laughs> I tell the coaches like, put me on them so they won't so they can have a long day.
0: That's awesome, man. I love that. That is so great. Um, you know, obviously, you guys, you know, you're you're coming in as a a 12 seed, right? But I th- I think you're a little bit different than the typical 12 seed. How much confidence do you have, especially coming off what you guys did in the A10 tournament, and what you're going to be able capable of doing during the course of the NCAA tournament?
10: Uh, I want to say the conference tournament gave us a boost of who we are and uh, what we're going to do in a tournament. And I know I know a lot of teams don't want to see us in a tournament because we that type of team. Like we playing. We're playing aggressive, confidence, and loose for forty minutes, and we just and we pressing, we pressing the ball ninety four feet for forty minutes. So I know them teams not gonna want to see us. There's
0: no doubt, man. There is no doubt that you are going to give hell, and I think there's gonna be a lot of people. We know there's gonna be a twelve five because that's the way the NCAA tournament works. I think there's gonna be a lot mm-hmm. of folks. They're gonna be penciling in VCU for the next couple of days. Um, Ace Baldwin, yep. I, kn- I know you got a crazy week getting ready for the tournament. But what can we plug for you, social media-wise? Where can folks back here be giving you a follow, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere like that?
10: Or uh, are you, like, asking for my uh, social yeah. media, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at yeah underscore Ace3. Yeah. uh Instagram,
0: and one Awesome, man. Ace, dude, seriously, congratulations on everything. I'm telling you, it is a joy to watch you play basketball. It is so cool to see you represent our city on a national stage and continue the tradition of great ballers in this area. Go out and kick some ass during the NCAA tournament. We'd love to catch up with you again down the road, all right? Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. That's Ace Baldwin with us here on GCR, Baltimore native from VCU. Charles just reminded me, so you heard me say in there, like his last time VCU qualified for the NCAA tournament was the the tournament after the pandemic year, the kind of forced, hey, everybody go to Indiana and it's going to be weird kind of tournament. But I I had utterly forgotten they didn't get to play. They had to forfeit that game. So when he says it's a dream come true, it's actually the first time he's ever going to have played in the NCAA tournament. Because they had a COVID issue, and they weren't able to play in 2021, and I had completely forgotten about that. So that kind of explains a little bit more why, literally, this is living out a dream now for Ace Baldwin, um, getting to play the A10 player of the year. He's a hell of a player, man. You know, he's that. He's, he's exactly. He is the prototypical Baltimore tough guard. Like he's the undersized. I will harass you all day you will know i am here um i saw a smaller version of it i, I remember my my father and i were sitting over to loyola game this year watching Dion perry and like i just looked and i was like that's that's the baltimore tough thing now deon perry's like five seven or something like that he's even smaller but i remember like my father and i just looking like that's Muggsy. now not saying that deon perry is going to be mugsy bogues Muggsy bogues you know is a is an truly iconic eternal basketball player but it's the same concept of you watch someone and you're like how how does someone at that size manage to score 20 points and harass you all game and it's just there's something about baltimore tough these guards from baltimore that have been told they're not big enough their entire life and make up for it with tenacity and pure toughness and ace baldwin fits that bill as well as just about anyone I've ever seen. Like he is your prototypical Baltimore tough basketball player. So uh, rooting for him. Charles has his uh, VCU shirt on today. He's uh, very excited about the Rams knocking off St. Mary's in the NCAA tournament. So uh, good luck to uh, Ace Baldwin. Thanks to uh, Noah Locke as well. Really fun to catch up with a couple of Baltimore kids who are going to play in the NCAA tournament. All right. Hour number one of today's program is in the books. And if you missed it, the host of the Stan the Fan Variety Hour this week was yours truly, superstar, Glenn Clark, with special guest, Stan the Fan Charles. Whoa! Wow! Whoa! Like, like we're really going into the metaverse now. We are really diving in. Like Inception in. or something. It really <laughs> is getting there. Yeah, Stan, of course, um, was down in Sarasota. I believe he is headed back today. He was down in Sarasota at spring training. So we caught up, talked about everything going on with the birds and uh, the huge spring that Heston Kerstad has put together, how we read into that. Stan made kind of a bold suggestion about what it could mean for Heston Kerstad here in 2023, so you'll want to go check that out. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. And coming up tomorrow night, Stan and Gary Stein will catch up with Baltimore Blast owner Ed Hale and you'll be able to watch that live at Facebook.com slash sports. When we come back in, we will dive into Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Birdland Sports. That's next, still to come, more NCAA tournament talk with Ryan Odom. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
5: Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit and stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop it.
0: Baseball season is finally here, and what better way to celebrate than with some fresh gear from Birdland Sports. As a small business run by O's fans, Birdland Sports offers a great selection of unofficial merchandise, including unique designs like birds are coming tees, player cartoon shirts, and championship prediction designs. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. Get high-quality gear without breaking the bank. So whether you're heading to the ballpark or watching from home, show your love for the birds with Birdland Sports. Visit Birdland Sports. to browse their collection and gear up for the season. Let's go O's! Whether your focus is
7: luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on
0: new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Have you experienced hardship due to COVID-19 and want to start a new career path? Look no further than CCBC. Starting in March, CCBC offers short-term career training programs in IT and cybersecurity. And the best part funding is available to those who qualify. IT and cybersecurity are growing fields that can provide a stable income and job security. With CCBC's IT and cybersecurity programs, you'll learn everything you need to know to get started in these exciting fields. Call us at 443 840 2222 or visit CCBCMD.edu to learn more. CCBC IT and and cybersecurity. Your new career starts now with funding available. 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu
8: Another Orioles season is in the books, and the bat was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off season, discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com/slash pressbox online and facebook.com/slash pressbox sports, or listen live at pressboxonline.com/slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon, right here at Pressbox Sports.
6: Stan the fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors. The Costas Inn, and everybody around Baltimore knows The Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that The Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's The Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard.
8: If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him Every Sunday with Rita on 1057 the Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with
3: you?
0: Yeah, that is a fair question, Paul. I ask it myself sometimes. Back in here on it, GCR. Bet Fred is the newest sports book operating here in the state of Maryland and has some excellent offers for you. Bet fifty dollars with Bet Fred and get up to one thousand one hundred eleven dollars in bonus Fred bets. Along with other great incentives and promos when you sign up, but you got to do it through pressboxonline.com/offers and click on the bet Fred link. You can't just go to stop asking if there's a code. Stop, just go to pressboxonline.com/offers. Baseball futures bets, season specials, and player award bets are already live in Maryland. Got to go to pressboxonline.com/offers right now for your shot at winning big. Please, if you did um, send your money in, go ahead and get your bracket in so I know exactly where we are people-wise. Think are yeah, you a guilty I, party yeah, here? I am a guilty party here. I've said I need to know everybody's name of their bracket. If you can't, you know, like, I just, just these are good things for us. I just want to know exactly where we are. I am confident that we are going to be at at least 25. We're already over 20, and I know not everyone is in yet. So I'm confident we're going to get over 25, but I'm still like going to leave it open a little bit. I'm 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 com- comfortable enough that I'm not going to start personally calling people out as I mentioned earlier. Thank you to those of you who got in last night and uh, this morning to get us to the goal. The goal will be met. But now I would like to just add a couple more. If you still or you're part of what we do here and you haven't gotten in yet, go get in. Go get in. We're cutting it off. I'm not going to let it go past 50. I do as I keep saying. I want everybody to feel like they have a chance. I never let it go past 50. I will cut it off there. But we got past 25. My goal was to just get 250 bucks for show your soft side. Done. Now, what more can we get? Up to $500. So still room. Please get in at Glenn Clark on Venmo, Glenn Clark 180 on PayPal, Glenn Clark Radio on Cash App with your 20 bucks. If for some reason, that doesn't work, but you still want to, I, I don't know, you just, I don't know, you use Zelle or something like that. Let me know. We'll figure out a way to make it happen for you to get in. Maybe share your address. People can send a check. I I think our friend Stephen Pimlico once said, I am too old for all of this. No, I don't Was it Stephen Pimlico? Somebody did. Somebody said, I would prefer to just send, literally mailed to the old address cash one year. And I was like, all right, Steve, we'll make it work, <laughs> man. We will do that. If that's what you need to do, tell me now because you're about to run out of time tomorrow at noon. Obviously, everything is locked in. So let's go get in for the bracket contest. Help us raise money for Show Your Soft Side. Again, reminder, 50% goes to the winner. 50% goes to the charity. That's the point of all of this. Okay, uh, two things just for housekeeping purposes. Today at 4 o'clock is the moment when the league year opens. All of these deals that have been agreed to will become official. Um, The Ravens will officially make the Chuck Clark trade. They'll officially now have to deal with the reality of Lamar Jackson because starting at 4 o'clock, teams could extend offer sheets to Lamar Jackson. A new home for a Baltimore native today as the artist formerly known as Deontay Harris, Deontay Hardy, has signed a two-year deal with the Bills to uh, give them one more speed threat on the field. So Deontay Hardy, the Baltimore native, is joining the Buffalo Bills We will monitor starting at 4 o'clock. Again, the idea being the teams legally were not even allowed to talk to Lamar Jackson until 4 o'clock today. So it will be interesting to see if, you know, if the belief is that the Indianapolis Colts were clearing out cap space because they want to make a run, I would think they'd want to go ahead and do that pretty quickly so they can get an answer. And again, the question becomes, is that good news? Are the Ravens looking for someone to put that offer sheet on the table so they can match it, or are they trying to block everybody from making the offer sheet by as we, you know, postured with Brian McFarland yesterday, clearing enough cap space to say loudly, don't bother. We're just gonna match it anyway. And depress the market back to you. Do they want the market to be set or do they want it to be depressed? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, like, the benefit of the market being set is let's get this over with. Like, let's move on to the next thing the benefit of the market being depressed is you hope it's an even more favorable number ultimately that you're able to sign Lamar Jackson to. But we have no idea. A lot of like a lot of questions about Lamar choosing to tweet about this yesterday. I, I think that was unique to the agent thing. I don't, th- I didn't read into that about being frustration towards the Ravens as much as frustration that he's feeling about everybody continuing to talk about the agent thing. So I didn't, I didn't feel any of that in that tweet yesterday. Let's get into Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Birdland Sports. I shared on Twitter today the Oreo version of the Oreo shirt. So if you're in favor of Oreo Park at Camden Yards, you might like the <laughs> Oreo-style oh, shirt in you know the Oreo colors. It's pretty cool. It's, it, I, I enjoy that one. They also have the 2023 World Series Champ shirt. They have a cool Slam, slam Tondare shirt available. They've got um, all sorts of great, you know, I love the the birds are coming. The Omar style shirt is maybe my favorite that's available at Birdland Sports. And you can get the shirt of your choice just bird participating and being chosen as the winner for Would You Rather Wednesday today. So with that in mind, let's get into it. Would You Rather Wednesday, number one. By the way, I, unfortunately we're getting a ton of traction on our um Lamometer. Lamometer. So I've got to go through to find the actual responses for Would You Rather Wednesday. It's okay, though. It's okay. We'll find them. No problem. Number one, Would You Rather. We go back in time, and Lamar Jackson signs the exact same extension as Josh Allen before the 2021 season. Sure. Or we go back in time, and the Orioles give Chris Davis's money to Manny Machado to buy out his final two years of arbitration and get four more years after that. Okay? Mm. That's number one. Yeah, we can go ahead and talk about it. Okay. That's fine. This is Prince Charles's first time here for Would You Rather Wednesday. I just realized yeah. he's never participated in Would You Rather Wednesday before. So I'm going to need you to pretend like you care about these subjects, Charles. If you want to you want to get your thought in, you have to pretend like you care about the Ravens or the Orioles in order to be able to uh, have this conversation. I'll let you go first, yes. Um...
1: I mean, I, I think you're definitely inclined to say Lamar. I think there's a recency issue yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, I mean, you, you haven't seen Manny in an Orioles uniform in five it's years It's been a now. long time, yes. So it, it's kind of like, well, it's over. I mean, all right. So that would have kept Manny around until, like, he'd still he'd still be an Oriole, right? right? Theoretically, uh, No. Or they would have had No, to, it would have been they, they 18, 19, 20, 20,
0: 21. So, yes. They would have had to resign. By him. this point, he would be gone. If he had not, yes.
1: I mean, it just seems like the Orioles were in such a. I mean, I, maybe. I mean, who knows? It would have changed the entire trajectory <laughs> of of the of the organization. If he, but I mean, they probably still would have never reset the f- like the the minor league system and.
2: <sighs> yeah, doesn't I, have a pl- having a player like that around like kind of cloud, where your judgment where you are in reality as an organization and a team. Like would they have tried to
0: keep winning when? Yeah, that, you, this is like this is the, this is, this is the question, blame. right? This is the this is what but, makes this a compelling question.
1: Yeah, it's because then you look at Mike Trout and the Angels; they have the mm-hmm. best player on the planet. Yep. And well, they have a awful. few of the best yeah. players
0: on the planet, <laughs> so,
1: and they're awful. Yeah. So, so Manny Machado doesn't guarantee winning. It makes it more fun to definitely watch the Orioles. I. Th-
0: it should. I think the the, but the the central part of this, if you're choosing the Machado option, it's because you believe that the Chris Davis debacle is what ruined. had such a negative impact on what the Orioles did as a franchise that it wrecked them. So, I the other by the way, the, most people are going with Lamar for what it's worth. It's very early on. Most people are going with yeah. Lamar. The couple of people that have got in um, with with this being with Machado being their answer from Craig. Craig said, and this is really interesting, Craig said, if the Orioles had at least given the money to Machado and it hadn't turned out to be a disaster, I would have had far more hope that they would have been willing to give more money to the guys they need to. The hope that I would have about their willingness to sign players they had drafted, maybe they never get Adley Rutschman because they never have the worst record, but other talented players, Gunnar Henderson was not a number one pick. Their willingness to give the money to those guys would be far more evident if they had done it with Machado and it had worked out,
1: yeah. I mean,
0: now he also might just be an Orioles fan and not really care about football either, yeah. right? Like that's always the part of this that's very difficult. Some people, that, I know it's hard to believe, but there are people that just don't care about the other. It's weird. I I've always been confused by that. Um, you yeah, have so to answer the question. At yeah. Some yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean to-
1: That they could still that they could still come around on Adley and Gunner. I mean, they need to, and and eventually they need to eventually sign them. I think they realize that Elias definitely knows that it's, I guess it's just whether they're going to pull the trigger or not and when um I'm going to go with Lamar I'd rather have Lamar locked in and you know know that the Ravens are going to be Super Bowl contenders for the last 2 seasons as well okay. as the next 2 seasons
2: Charles so. mm, I would definitely go just go with Lamar cuz at the end of the day who's more fun to watch Lamar or Machado hey. and Chris Davis no, no, and
0: I'm getting rid of Chris Davis in this oh. scenario. Chris Davis was gone in this scenario. The well, money that they gave to Chris Davis would have gone to Manny Machado. Who's Chris more Davis fun
2: and then who has a bigger impact to the city?
0: Uh, at the, well, yeah, it's We've hard to compare at the moment. I don't, this is part where I don't think you can understand the Manny Machado phenomenon because you weren't here. Like The life that existed in this town because of Manny Machado yeah. was yeah. overwhelming. One of the things that's difficult to compare because football is, is king is that they play baseball games every day. Yeah. And the life that it injected on a day-to-day basis in Baltimore, that the Orioles mattered and had one of the best players on the planet, I've, i have it's it's a Im-
2: juice that's hard to describe. I just couldn't imagine the death and despair
0: this city would be in with no Lamar on, on fall weekends. Hey, bro, I understand. I understand. Yeah, it's it is heavier Lamar. And I, I think, again, the difficult part of this is it's more tangible at the moment. Like, we've... In a way, almost made peace at this point. With like we Orioles. like the direction of the Orioles. We feel like maybe it's all going to work out. Like well, it's all meant I, to be. <laughs> I do wonder if we had done this three years ago. Yeah. Like, and again, we, we wouldn't be able to because Lamar. But like, if the Orioles were still at the the worst of the worst, I think that there might be more conversation related to. I just think now coming out of this and feeling more stabilization to where the Orioles are at least on the field has something to do with why it is that we're getting
6: overwhelmingly
0: more Lamar answers to this question. Number two, would you rather? Maryland not only beats West Virginia, but stuns Alabama, makes it to the Elite Eight.
1: I knew you'd do one like this.
0: But Jameer Young leaves. Or they lose to West Virginia, but you get another year of Jameer Young.
1: Oh, man. They get to the Elite Eight. Who's their matchup in the Elite Eight? Is it, what's that, Arizona or something?
0: Um, hang on. I actually have to pull it up. I don't yeah. remember. No, Arizona's the two-seed, two seed, so it so wouldn't be Arizona. Oh, it would be... Uh, well, yeah, if they got the Elite Eight. Where's the region? in, oh, in the Elite the Eight. Yeah. But I'm not giving you that they're going to win in the Elite yeah, Eight. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. they would win in the Sweet 16, which would be either something would. from San Diego State, Charleston, Virginia, and Furman.
1: They beat Alabama. That'd yes, be that would be a big deal. Yeah. Correct. That would be a very um, big deal. Is that Ryan Odom calling this? I believe this? so. Uh, right. I, I, I want Jameer Young for another year. I don't think... Okay. Not Al- well, I mean, if they beat
0: Al- them, I'm telling you they would. I'll <laughs> take Jameer Young for another. another All season. right, very good. Another year, of Jameer Young. Charles, you have a thought on this one?
2: Um, I was trying to figure out where the Elite Eight would be because uh, I'm I'm more of a storyline person when it comes to March Madness. Okay. And it's I know the East is in Madison Square Garden. It right. Would that's a big cool deal. Yeah, That'd be very cool to have UMD right, that'd be In neat. the garden, but right. they're in the South part of the bracket.
0: Um. So I'm not. Still trying to find it myself. Hang on a second. Uh, it would be... Oh, God. Come on. Come on. It would be in... I can find it. I promise you I can find it. No, I can't. All right. You're going to have to just answer the question with um, that. I'll sorry. just go
2: another year with Jameer and see Uh, if you get a better storyline right. next right. year.
0: We'll get to more of those responses coming up here in a minute. Get yours in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. As uh, we are discussing Would You Rather Wednesday, which is brought to you by Birdland Sports. But we will take a pause from that right now because anytime I have the opportunity to catch up with an old friend, I'm happy to do it. This man, of course, five years ago, almost to the date, uh, was the head coach for the greatest moment in NCAA tournament history. And now he's back as he has led Utah State back into the NCAA tournament this season. He is our friend, former UMBC head coach Ryan Odom, and he's back with us now here on GCR Coach, it's Glenn. It's so great to catch up with you. Congratulations, and thank you
11: as always for taking the time for us. Yeah, great to hear your voice, Glenn. Excited to to be on with you. Man, How you doing?
0: Everything is good here. We miss you, obviously, but we are happy for you. I'm sure you hear every every time I'm out with like Steiner. He says, "I'm gonna," I, I, you know. I don't know if he told you this. I was out with him in the casino once and trying to get him to bed on his first ever basketball game. And he said he would only do it if he could bet on Utah State because he wanted to bet on his guy, Ryan Odom. So uh, I don't know if you turned him into a degenerate or not, but it was a special moment for us. Um, That's awesome. Coach, obviously, just just getting back there, I know when you went – we talked when you went there. This is a place where you could win. And you guys came really close a year ago. How good does it feel as this was the point of this to deliver, you know, get all the way to the title game in the conference and deliver – Utah State back to the NCAA tournament. It's...
11: Yeah, it's huge for our guys. Most importantly, you know, not so much for me. I mean, I, you know, obviously, coaches. You know, we coach to to you know help our guys achieve these these moments. You know, and and um, you know it's it's more about the relationships and the things that the times that you spend together. And we all want to win, obviously, but you know, our guys last year were you know disappointed. You know, and, and we play in the NIT. It's not easy to get in the NIT. There's yep. some really good teams right now that aren't even in the NIT. And, um, you know, we, we, we lost in the first round to Oregon. It was uh, an insanely talented and well-coached team. Our, our gym was packed. We had 10,000 in there. That's how the season ended. And we lost seven games by, like, two points, you know, last year. And so immediately when the season was over, you know the returning guys and the you know the recruiting began, but the returning guys, you know, they had a they had a goal. You know, they wanted to play in the NTA tournament. They wanted to win the Mountain West Championship, and they wanted to play, uh, you know, play in the NTA tournament. And to accomplish one of those two goals, you know, is is, is certainly uh, very rewarding uh, for our guys. But they're still hungry. You know, they want to advance in the NTA tournament. They they don't want to just be a part of it. And so. Yeah, That's what we're going to try to do, and uh, we know anytime you're you're fortunate enough to make it to the NCAA tournament, you're going to play a great team, a team worthy of being in the NCAA tournament, a team that's had a ton of success over the course of the season, and so there are no guarantees, um, but we're going to do our best for sure.
0: Obviously, that's tomorrow, 140 against Missouri in the NCAA tournament. Coach, what was the difference, right? Like when you say you guys were right there and you were close and we knew. I mean, like you were in the conversation all year. What was the difference this season in – not coming up just a bit short in those games
11: yeah, I mean, I think it was just you know we call it having blue heads, uh, you know, and that that's being calm, uh, that's being able to to execute at the key times uh, that's being tough you know at the same time and physical uh, that's being disciplined you know if, if you're calm and, and you're focused on on the task at hand and the chances of your discipline being being tight um, are going to be there. And so the year before, you know, we, we, it wasn't that we weren't undisciplined or anything like that. I think we were, we were just a little bit short, you know, at the end and, uh, you know, being able to come up with that key basket, you know, to win the game. We, we didn't shoot it great, you know, down the stretch of the season last year. And, you know, this year, you know, the guys knock on wood, they've shot it really well. I mean, one of the top three point shooting teams in all of college basketball. And, you know, part of that is, is, uh, you know, our guys really share it. You know, we've had multiple games where we've had, you know, 20-plus assists in games, and that just speaks to the unselfishness that, that goes within our team. Our defense has gotten a lot better. I mean, our defense is top 60 in the country right now uh, in Ken Palm, and the offense is top 13. And so the balance of the two, you know, gives us a fighting chance to win basketball games.
0: I know uh, I think a a few UMBC fans not only recognize you, but a couple other names out there. And one of those guys being uh, RJ and Dan, like just having some of those guys go out there and do this with you. Like what 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 is that meant to you to kind of be able to continue the journey with a couple of the guys that have been with you all along?
11: Yeah. Well, Dan was Dan's the last uh, active player that played in that Virginia game. Wow! Yeah, I didn't even do still, that. I didn't even think that's about still that. Wow! Yeah, right? he's the last player. He jumped center in that game, and then R.J. You know, R.J. You know, um, for us to be able to finish it out with Dan is tremendous, that's right? Cool. I, you know, that's cool. In hindsight, I wish he'd come here for two years because he—he's a He was sixth man of the year for us, you know, and could have started every game, but but was unselfish enough to come off the bench, and uh, it really helped our team and he was rewarded for that with a you know with an award at the end of the year which is hard to get. Uh he won some games for us, you know, this year. And and then RJ, you know, RJ started every game last year and you know, this particular season that wasn't his role. You know, he he had some DNP's honestly uh this year. And you know, for him to maintain you know a positive attitude and and be the teammate that he's been all year and and down the stretch, he's played great. You know, he had 13 points against Boise State in the semis, you know, the conference tournament. And he just waited his time and you know, got himself in, in better shape. And uh, and now he's playing really good basketball right now and helping our team down the stretch. And so to see our name called the other day and look over at him and see his smile, you know, because this is his first time going to the NCAA tournament. We had some hard losses at UMBC, mm-hmm. you know, during his tenure there or during his time there. You know, where we thought we had the best team and we, we we thought we could make it and ended up not happening you know, that last year in particular. And for him, to this is one of the reasons that he came out here. He wanted to play in this NCAA tournament, and, uh, and and now he's getting the opportunity to do that.
0: That's really cool, man. That's a, What a cool story that is for him. Ryan Odom is with us, of course, now the head coach out at Utah State, getting ready for Missouri in the NCAA tournament. Coach, I know you and I have talked about this before, and like you know, UMBC of course is dealing with it as a program, like not wanting to be the the team that did something cool once, right? <laughs> like wanting to be the program yeah. that is sustaining success. Is, is there a little bit of that for you as a coach that, you know, you know, with the five year anniversary coming up, there's going to be a lot of people running, you know, Twitter stuff about it, and I'm sure CBS will talk about it, all those things. Is there a little bit of that that you feel like I I need to make sure I'm not the coach? that did something really cool one time and that's the thing that everybody talks about for forever, but that this is, you know, this is where we are that wherever I am, we're regularly competing. So there's something else to talk about besides just one win five years ago.
11: Yeah, no question. I mean, you know, obviously it's not going anywhere, right? Right. Until somebody else does it, you know, it just is what it is. And so we, you know, we don't ever shy away from talking about it. It's just a a moment that we all share and uh, you know, we, I'll tell you this story, um, cause I, I actually love it. You know, we, we beat New Mexico the other night in the first round of the yeah. conference tournament. And at 5am I started getting this barrage of text messages, you know, from, and it was like a group text, you know? And so there's like 25 people on this text message. And, um, it's all of our former players from UMBC and coaches and from that particular year. And it was obviously the five year anniversary. And so they were just, Firing back funny memories and pictures and things from that from that year and uh, and and so it's just say uh, I was literally in tears laughing so hard at some of the things that were being sent out you know just cool. little pictures making fun of coaches but making fun of me <laughs> making fun of the assistant coaches <laughs> and it was just hilarious but that's the kind of team we had that's one of the reasons that we we won because you know nobody. Nobody was self-conscious. We just had a great time together and and uh, enjoyed every moment we spent together. So the text messages are still flying back and forth, by the way. That's awesome. <laughs> that's I
0: mean, like, that's a really cool thing that it's still something that you guys it, you care about that much and you carry with you. How much have you felt the? Because I, I hear it all the time from from UMBC, like this community. How much have you felt that that like the people that cared about UMBC? are rooting for you and are still in touch with you and reaching out and have kind of adopted Utah state as like a secondary team
11: all the time. Yeah. All the time. You know, I get text messages from, from folks back in Maryland that are, you know, pulling for us out here and, and uh, that's how it should be. Right. You know, when, when, you know, nothing's forever, you know, nothing's forever, you know, eventually there's going to be a new coach. There's going to be new players and, we're just the gatekeepers right now, you know, for the, for the program that we're at. And, and so every team has one chance, right? I mean, you know, you've heard me say this many times, you know, it has one life to live and that team lived an awesome life, you know, and, and multiple teams at UMBC did when we were there, we had fun. You know, it's one of the things we made sure that we did. Um, and then we're trying to do the same out here. You know, there's certainly more tradition out here. There's more, uh, you know years of success right you know there's this is the 24th ncaa tournament you know in utah state's history now what's lacking right now more in more recent history is a win in the ncaa tournament so that's that's our job to eventually get that done you know and, and try to advance in the ncaa tournament because that's you know that's that's where the real fun begins but um you know just really proud you know to have coached at UNBC and certainly proud to coach at Utah State you know a place where you know people love love our team and they love uh you know our basketball like they love our our arena just being in there supporting our our folks and uh and so it just makes it makes it really Enjoyable to coach at a place like that.
0: I've heard a lot about the atmosphere over the years. That's uh, I'll put it on the bucket list. Is at some point I'd love to get out and experience it. Um, yeah, you got to do it, uh, coach. I, I guess that's it. Like for in implementing the culture that you wanted to implement, right? Like how how easy was it? How difficult? Like it was it? And I, as you say, there was success there. Was it easy to walk in and and say, okay, you know, like we we know what the standard is here. Here's what I want to do, or was there a moment where there was a little bit of pushback? Hey, we do things a certain way around these parts.
11: No, I think you know, I think it was seamless, quite honestly, and I would credit you know the, the our, our seniors from last year, you know, with that. Um, you know, obviously, we brought Brandon out here. Brandon came out and played. Brandon was not a captain of the team here last year at UMBC. He would have been a captain. Um, you know, the captains of our team last year were Brock Miller and Justin Bean, Yeah, uh, two guys that had won back-to-back, you know, Mountain West championships during their time at Utah State. And so there's a, there's a tradition of excellence. There's a way of doing things here, you know, that, that, you know, was understood and, uh, a a maturity level that, you know, unlike any I've ever seen at a place and, um, and so we were fortunate, you know, as coaches to be able to walk into that type of environment where, you know, the players immediately, you know, are listening to every word that you say and they're trying to do exactly what you ask them to do. And, uh, and so, you know, from that perspective, it made it very easy for us to implement, you know, our culture because it is different. You know, we play differently. We don't play the same way that the previous coaching staff played. And so that part, you know, the actual basketball part of it, you know, it made it really fun because, you know, they weren't, there wasn't a pushback. It was an immediate, okay, this is how we're going to, okay, let's do it. That's let's cool. do it really well. Let's try to do it to the best of our ability. And, you know, the cool thing is once those guys graduated last year, they're still, they text me after every game, those two guys. Wow. Wow. And and we actually had that, those two who were the captains announce via Zoom our new captains for this year. That's cool. And so it's like it's passed down. You know, we uh, I really believe that we have, you know, a program that could continue on, you know, long after you know any of us are, are around. That's awesome.
0: That is so cool, Coach. All right, uh, before I let you go, because I know you got literally an interplay tournament game to get ready for tomorrow. Do you do you bother? Do you try to recreate anything like a pregame speech tomorrow? Do you do you fall back on <laughs> anything from '18? As you get ready, obviously, you know, to take nothing away from Missouri, this isn't quite the same as trying to take down a one seed. But that's a hell of a yeah. Do you attempt to recreate any of it, or do you leave all of that alone?
11: Yeah, no, there's, there's no recreation yeah. here at this point. You know, it's all about this team and, and this team's goals and and, uh, and just the matchup in general. You know, we're, we're trying to do our best to, to, you know, try to get a leg up on Missouri while understanding they're really good and there's going to be certain things that we're going to have to do in order to win. Uh, but the biggest thing that I would take that might be similar to, you know, the, the UMBC team is like no fear. You know, we can't have any fear going into this game. And that team, even though it might have been nervous, and everybody's nervous, uh, nervous means you care about it. You know, you care about what you're doing, and you're trying to do your best. If you weren't nervous about it, you, didn't, you don't care about it at all. And so that's natural. So I want them to feel that, but I also want them when they get in in into the game, to play the game as if you know there's there's nobody there. You know, it's just you're you're playing it. It's a normal game that we have played all year, and uh, and certainly, obviously, the stakes are higher. We all know that. But I want them to enjoy the moment and to go for it. And you know, I'm confident that our guys will can't can't guarantee a result, obviously, but. I am confident our guys will 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 play. will try to play their best. That's awesome,
0: Coach. Uh, I've got in. I've got uh, Utah State, Maryland in the Elite Eight. That's what I've got in my bracket. So there no, you go. No pressure. There you go. It would be the most electric thing ever in the Glenn Clark household. I know that much um i didn't even
11: know we we're in the same bracket
0: yeah you're uh, it could i mean i don't think it's going to happen that way but boy would it be fun boy would it be fun there you go uh coach you know how much we kick, dream. you know how much we love you around these parts uh always uh really happy for you and the success that you're finding out there continue to do it go uh, kick some ass in this tournament and we'll look forward to catching up with you again thank you for squeezing us in this week we really appreciate it it's...
11: absolutely take care glenn
0: Coach Ryan Odom from Utah State, former UMBC head coach, getting ready for uh, Missouri in the NCAA tournament tomorrow. By the way, to answer your question, Charles, Louisville would be the location, which, boy, if Maryland got there, I'd be. I've got uh, my wife's got family in Louisville, and we used to go to the Kentucky Derby every year, and we had to stop because of my lacrosse play by play schedule. Years upon years ago, I used to go do my show from the Kentucky Derby, which was really cool they put me up literally like overlooking the finish line and, and you try to like call the race no i i'm not good at that <laughs> i attempt to do that at pimlico once i am not good at calling races <laughs> whatever i have skills in as a play-by-play man it will not be a horse <laughs> racing um but it was cool and like our friends you know from nbc would come over and sit with me and my wife like getting to the track early in the morning and talking to all the trainers and we would have a fun time going and doing it and she's been really upset that ever since i got into doing lacrosse that's conference championship weekend. Like, I can't go do the show from the Kentucky Derby. So if Maryland were to happen to squeeze into the Sweet 16 down in Louisville, there would be a little bit of pressure from Mrs. Clark to say, why don't we make that trip? To the KFC Yum Center.
2: Top five. It's million.
0: not It's not Freedom Hall, which is like the legendary building in Louisville where they used to play. So that's the new, like, nice downtown arena they built down there, which is a, it, it's a great place. Um, I didn't realize it was big enough to host a regional. I didn't realize that's. Like I, I don't. It's kind of crazy to me that it can. I think it's one region. of
2: the biggest, like, capacity college basketball. Arenas, it definitely
0: uh, is that, and it's definitely a downtown. Like the point was, it was going to be the true place to bring in concerts and things like that. There's a reason why they moved on from a legendary building that was Freedom Hall, but man, that would be tempting. That would be awfully tempting. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I need to bother <laughs> continuing this this dream. Um, but does it change your answer at all? Does that impact now that you know that it's Louisville? Mm,
2: not really. Um, I, what I took out of it was when I did look at the locations outside of that one in Madison Square Garden, uh, the T-Mobile Arena and T-Mobile Center hosting uh Elite Eight and Sweet Sixteen. So T-Mobile, you know, racking so in those dollars. Maybe they'll yeah. they'll be a uh, Orioles, uh, Orioles Park at T-Mobile or T-Mobile Park at Camden Yards. <laughs> Why?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I g- hey, it could in, be. I guess it could be. Em. Em. They, but they already have the Seattle Stadium. I don't know if they want to. Yeah, they got to go coast to coast. Oh, you're, that, okay, you're right. Charles, right. you're right. They you okay. got Vegas and Kansas City. Well, but I, th- I think, I think, I think it's different by like. Sp- I think you want to have like a team in every sport, right? I don't know if you want to have an arena for or a venue for every. They, yeah, they, like I think you're trying events. to dip your toe into every yeah. sport with naming rights. So like the fact they already have a baseball stadium, so you can say the Kansas City's interesting. They don't have a tenant, so I don't really know what the connection is there. There is no profession, major professional team that plays in Kansas City. Vegas, of course, is hockey. So it would make more sense to me if there was like a primary, like I think in Phoenix it's basketball only. Like if they said I, we wanted to have that one too or they wanted to have a football stadium or something like that. I don't know why we're doing this. Why am I wasting time on this topic? Uh, for the record, my answer, I, I, most people are leaning towards get to the Elite Eight just because it's so significant to get to an Elite Eight. I figured if I just said Alabama and it was a Sweet 16, that probably wouldn't be enough to sway people. Because like, well, yeah. hey, Maryland's been to a Sweet 16 in recent years. They've been not. to an Elite Eight, but they have been to an Elite Eight since the, the championship. The championship. Damn. Like that's that's what I think people are feeling now. I don't know that it's it's weird that we're making the Elite Eight seem like that big of a deal. You hang a banner for a Final Four. A Final mm. Four is a major accomplishment. An Elite Eight is a an extra two days. <laughs> like it's a cool feeling for a minute. But if you lose in the Elite Eight. No one remembers. I don't. I just don't know. Like, I guess this is the weird part. I don't know. I don't know how to measure it because it's never happened with Maryland. They made made it to two in in my life as a fan. They won both of them and they got to the final four. So I don't know anything about what it feels like to get to an elite eight and lose. I guess maybe um, maybe people that have experienced it would say no, oh, it's magical, right? Like the fact that you had a chance. I just don't know.
1: I'm gonna change my answer to say I want the elite eight this year because I know it's not gonna happen. I it's a, so. okay. So, it's a weird I'll, thing because I'll, 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 I want to believe it. I today. think
0: it's the co- "quote unquote" correct answer, but the more practical answer to me is Jameer Young. What if Jameer Young came back, and who knows if one of these other dudes? I don't think that Dante Scott will stick around. I think he will get on because I think he actually has a chance of playing in the G League and working his way to the NBA. I, I don't really know how I feel. Like Hakeem Hart has had plenty of moments where you're like, "Damn, the guy can play," and then he has moments where you're like, "The hell's going on there." Um I think the correct answer is supposed to be that you pick the Elite Eight. But I think the selfish answer is maybe if you had Jameer Young next season, you would have the chance to do something really special. Like, you'd have the chance to like compete for the the thing right. that matters, which is a trip to the Final Four. Like, the Final Four to me is always, the that's a measurement. The Elite Eight, I just don't, I don't know, maybe you need to establish a foundation. I don't know. I could talk to myself through this. I gotta yeah. come if I have to come to one ultimately selfishly, I probably would say I want Jameer Young for another year and a chance to do something really good. Yeah. But well that probably isn't the correct answer. The correct answer probably is the Elite Eight. And then number three, would you rather the NFL indeed gets rid of onside kicks? I'm giving you three options here.
1: Whoa. Would gets rid of onside
0: special? kicks for a fourth and twenty play from your own twenty yard line, the way that the the, the Eagles proposed it. Okay. Or so my proposal fourth and goal from the 15 to shorten the field or what are we doing just leave onside kicks this is insane
3: mm,
1: I think I mean the fourth The f- having a fourth down play is definitely gonna be more exciting um, as manufactured as it may be it is gonna be more exciting so I'm gonna go with one of those two and I think I mean it's gonna I guess it depends how How's the fourth and twenty rule work? Is it like can you score an eighty-yard touchdown?
0: I don't believe you can. S- man,
1: I know. And it, and is it like if you get you know thirty-five yards, you start from the your the plus forty-five? Right. Like, where where, yeah. where
0: is it? Well, that's how an onside kick works. So it would kind of make sense mm. that that would be the way the play would go. Or or and then so I think to keep it
1: still like absurdly you know like still almost absurd as it because like, the onside kicks happen once a season. Maybe, right? No, like,
0: more than once a season. Think, but not you think it it's, recovered? Not,
1: it's not more than five. Like it's and is the rule is the rule I I I know we kinda talked about, this, but is the rule like you can only do this in the fourth quarter? Um do it, like you can elect. So it's this is the problem. The it says
0: if the offense converts, it's a first down and normal rules apply. So I assume that means You can pick it up at the, the fifty yard it's line a, if you It's get a play, yeah. yeah. I assume that's what that means. But it doesn't define that. I and look at the fourth and goal as the most exciting, but the path of least resistance like or i think it's far more difficult to convert fourth and goal from the 15 than it is to convert fourth and 20 from your own 20
2: but i'm looking at the fourth and 20 is okay you get the f- maybe you get the fourth and 20 but you still have to drive the
0: rest of the oh field i'm not you score. don't get a touchdown yeah. if you convert the fourth and fifth you just get the ball oh, back okay. at your own 25 yeah, yard yeah. line oh you get so. a touchback at that point you're getting possession it's a way to win possession back it's the, it, it's a more difficult play to convert then why not just do the fourth and twenty? Because 4th and 20 allows you to... You have to defend the entire field on 4th and 20. Yeah. So it's harder for the defense. It's harder for the defense. It's harder I, for the team if, that has played better the entirety of the game. If
1: it's the NFL, they probably pick the 4th and 20 since it might I'm, be... But we're if, not doing that. Yeah. We're
0: doing what? would you rather. I'm saying it's the team that should be a benefit to the team that has been... The team that's played from a head all game. The, the idea is and, it should not be an... I get it. 4th and 20 is not an yeah. easy play to convert. It should be an extraordinarily difficult play right, to convert. Yeah. And a fourth and twenty gives you the entire field to operate with to go send speedy receivers down the field and then open something up in the middle of the field for someone else. I'm not saying that it's going to be a fifty percent conversion rate, but I think you should make it as difficult as possible. And shortening the field makes it far more difficult to convert. You can still do it. It's still possible. If you got some, you know, Matt if you got Travis Kelsey on your team You're probably going to like your chances of converting on a 4th and 15. But I think it's a far more difficult play to convert than a 4th and 20 is. I think it's
2: just an odd optic and one that would be hard to get used to, to seeing a team convert a 4th and goal, see the ball go in the end zone, but then they not get points, and then the ball gets moved But we
0: also understand on a 2-point conversion you only get 2 points. You don't get 7. Like We've established there are rules for how all this works. It would just be
2: hard to get used to seeing the ball go in the end zone with the team holding the ball and then no points get on the board.
0: Okay, then, then then I if mean, it helps, then make it so that like th- you can do it from the twenty, but you only have to the thirty-five or the to the what would that be? At then at that, that point?
2: point, it's fourth and twenty.
0: No, you would have you have to get to the forty, but you can't go past midfield. Like if it helps you with the, I'm saying shorten you the field. Yeah, yeah. Don't I, just allow for teams to use the entire field and make your life miserable on that play. Like, yeah, I
1: think I like fourth and 15 the most what's the penalty for like if you don't get it is it like you give them the ball on the 40 yard line like how if, if in my scenario yeah
0: in the one that i would come up with that'd be interesting either. no i think it would do it like an onside kick you would give them the ball at
4: midfield okay
0: right like there's yeah. a there's a pe- there's a reason why you mm-hmm. don't just do it all game give up if, if if you were giving them the ball back like then you just would never kick off Right, like you, why would you ever kick off right. if the, they could get the ball? You would. 25. It would have to be a serious penalty. Yeah, I'd
2: say the penalty have to be like kicking it out of bounds. Like if the kicker kicks out of bounds, I, know, would, I would. I would. Yeah, yeah, I think it has to be worse than
0: 50. that. I think it has yeah. to be at least okay. midfield. I think it has to be midfield because then you don't want teams to just keep trying it throughout. There has to be a mm-hmm. real penalty for you. Don't want it to just suddenly become that kickoffs are out of play and everything then it's it's completely manufactured at that point the one encouraging thing about the responses of this one have been i've gotten more people who just say what are we doing leave the onside kick (laughs) like and i appreciate that like uh doug who said hang on a second let me pull this up doug said keep the onside kicks teams that are losing as a result of 55 minutes or more of football don't deserve any extra help to make comebacks easier in the last five minutes bless you doug bless you that's why the games are sixty minutes, though. Come on, that's the point.
1: You got five more minutes. The first to try five and, minutes are supposed back. to matter
0: as much as the final five minutes do. We already skew rules about what can be reviewed, and we always skew. Like we're going out of our mind to make it so it's a different game in the final five minutes than it is the rest of the game, and it shouldn't be. I understand in some circumstances why you have to do that because. If you're the NFL, some disastrous call in the first quarter will not be remembered the way that a disastrous call will be remembered in the final couple minutes of the game. They do it to protect their asses. But we still have to remember it's a 60-minute game, and it's not supposed to be easy to rally from down three scores in the final five minutes of a game because you're supposed to play well in the first quarter too. It's not hard.
1: I'm flipping my answer to the ones not because of, you know your reason. I think I still think you know if you're if you're in it with in the last five minutes, you should be able to you know have every chance you you can. But I want the I do want to keep the onside kick because you know we're never gonna have the coming out of halftime surprise one side kick like the well at the Saints Super Bowl um, over the Colts. I think I, I like that because because you can do the onside kick. You can do it in the second quarter. You can, you can, you can do, do it whenever you quarter. want. That's the point. And catch someone off guard. Yes. um you can't, I mean, you do this... Yes, it's you, not going to be a surprise. You
0: can't yeah. surprise anybody. Yeah. You have to announce that this is what you're doing to try to get the ball back. Now, if you feel super confident in a play and you're just convinced that it will work and you feel like doing it, that, like when you bring up with the Saints, like you can seize momentum back in a game and break their backs, give it a shot, right? right. Like, why not? We think that if we don't, if we don't change momentum, we're going to lose the game anyway. You could do it at another point during the course of the game. Somebody would suggest why not both? Like, why not give a team the choice that they can either try an onside onside kick? kick. Like, why take onside kicks? I don't think you could change the rules of football. Like, it's a live ball past 10 yards. So, even if you implemented this other thing for the end of the games, I still think you'd have to leave that element of could you run a surprise onside kick? Because I don't think you can change the rules to the game to say that it's not a live ball. Like, it's always been a live ball. An onside kick technically could be a guy
1: the kicker slips and falls well no
0: a guy passes out going to catch the football down the field and it's a live ball like that's it can be covered by anybody we have seen crazy scenarios in the history of football where for whatever reason a guy doesn't field a kick like thinks it's going to go out of bounds thinks it's going
2: to go in the end zone you see a a lot outside of the pros where the kickers aren't strong correct the ball lands in in play and the returner thinks, all right, it's going to roll into the end zone yep. and
0: yep. it doesn't. Not It doesn't happen in the NFL to your point. Yeah. I mean, it, it probably has happened in the NFL, but it's extraordinarily rare. Yeah. But yes, at lower levels of football, you will see that. So I don't think you can change the rules. I think technically an onside kick would still have to be an onside kick during the course of the game, but
3: okay.
0: I don't know. All right, continue to get me responses for Would You Rather Wednesday throughout the course of the day. Tomorrow morning, Griffin will pick a winner to get a free shirt from our friends at Birdland Sports. Again, birdlandsports.com is the website. Gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. Remember that if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or visit helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. We'll come back in with
4: fighting words, tidbit, and tubular to wind down for a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. for life with the baltimore county police department find out more join joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542 must be a united states citizen have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or ged equivalent
6: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age, and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at pressboxonline.com.
0: Have you experienced hardship due to COVID-19 and want to start a new career in healthcare? Look no further than CCBC. Starting in March, CCBC offers short-term career training programs in medical front office, pharmacy technician, and certified nursing assistant. And the best part, funding is available to those who qualify. Healthcare is a rewarding field that can offer job security and fulfillment with CCBC's healthcare programs, you'll learn everything you need to know to get started in these in-demand careers. Call us at 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu to learn more. CCBC Healthcare Programs. Your new career starts now with funding available. 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu.
7: That first sip. That first bite. Mmm.
6: 100 north point boulevard make the most
7: out of every day in your toyota rav4 available in hybrid or gas only models a rav4 can get you where you want to go in style check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new rav4s from your local toyota dealer today check out
8: pressboxonline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from jeremy khan and if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make here's glenn clark
3: okay
0: you got to get a hold of your 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 buddy over there. I mean,
1: he's he's in a large minority or what? Small minority. He, he he's in the well. I don't I don't know if everybody's
0: listening to the show. I just like I've we've explained what the Lamar meter yes, is. I know, I know. We've given it an explanation. I texted but him. I said, both, I said you're a moron. I think both via tweet and via the show. <laughs> there couldn't be more explanations available for what the Lamar meter is. So yeah, if you just turned in and you're confused by it because big hit. in the background. Yes, people seem to enjoy it. It's, we're having fun with it. Um, And that's what it is. It's silly. It's This is where we are. Trust me. Do you think we want to be doing this? Do you think know. this is what I, I want know. to do? In my, I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. But I would much rather be able to rip this thing down today because Lamar Jackson signs a deal. No offense to Gwen's Chili Bowl. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I'm not going to actually rip it. I want to make that abundantly clear. She put a lot of hard work into it.
1: We have like a ceremonious pyre once he. Uh, yeah, something once, like that. Once <laughs> once <laughs> Maybe the signs. day that
0: he signs, yes. that's the day she considers the half smoke, and we have a celebratory half smoke, in in celebration of taking down the Lamar, Lamar meter. You're struggling. L-momer. You're not. You got it. You got to sharpen up on okay, this. Okay. Every time I say it, you got to be right on top of it. We do this on the radio show. Every time I say Rita and Glenn, Rita immediately says Glenn and Rita. Like that's you got it. That's the bit. I'm going to teach you one of these days. Okay. We're going to get there. I understand radio's dying, so there's no, and we don't even do radio, so there's no point to it. <laughs> but I'm going to teach you one of these days how this goes. You've got to be able to understand. What we're saying is this is where my confidence is that Lamar Jackson will be the Ravens quarterback next season. Somebody pointed out, like, well, yeah, but what about 2024? We're not, my God, what are we doing?
1: <laughs> Too far. Way
2: too far. Jesus Christ. What about
1: 2025? No.
0: No.
2: About those 2026
0: picks. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We are living in a nightmare. We are worried about one thing and one thing only. One thing. The one thing is who's going to be the quarterback of the football team the next time they play a game.
2: Preseason, regular
0: season. No, nobody. You know, can't. Preseason is not, isn't a thing. That's Stop. That's not a thing. That's what we're doing. The next time the team plays the game, will Lamar Jackson be the quarterback? And right now, I'm at seventy percent. That's where I am. Seventy percent on the Lamar meter, as Lamar-a-meter. you can see behind me. Thank you. Right behind me, there's the Lamar meter. John, are you working on a corporate sponsor for the Lamar meter? Can we get that taken care of? Can we get? Oh, I I haven't plugged the uh, the extra microphone back in. I had to borrow it yesterday. The Lamar Jackson Show. Well, I would like I would prefer that. But I'm saying this, we can put a nice corporate sponsor. We can even probably get Gwen's Chili Bowl. Thank I'm I'm glad John's clearly paying attention to the show as he walks and has no idea what we're talking about. Well, I'm it. glad. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I would like a nice sponsor right there in the corner and we're posting it every day on Twitter. We're having fun with it. People you seem to be see enjoying it, it. What's that? You can see it on the shot. Yeah, yeah. Griffin yeah. set it up nicely. Like look, that's what it looks like. We've got the Lamar meter right there every day we'll be updating based on the news of the day where I we will find a sponsor please Let's get go. me a, a and we you will have a sponsor by monday for that i would wow. really like john i would really like if they would be agreeable to letting griffin's neighbor gwen's chili bowl in marker dr- redraw the logo so it matches the lamara meter i would that would be wonderful like if if royal farms was on as the sponsor i would love if they would at least let us try having her recreate the Royal Farms logo in marker to put on there. Alright? That's all I, that's all I'm asking uh, for. That's you mean somebody with art skill
3: did that? Wish well, yeah.
4: yeah. well,
0: don't don't trash it. We knew this is exactly what I wanted, John. I got exactly what it's I wanted I from the Lamar meter. Dude You're doing a very bad job with this. Every time oh, i see the sa- Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you need to take a drug or something? Is there no, something we need no. to work on with you? No. What What is going on? <laughs> How many times? I'm sorry. The,
1: the lomometer just... Your
0: brain needs to be able to... I know, I know. All right.
1: Very good. i to be gotta in the way condition. a or two right
0: now. That's fine. By all means. By all means. We can uh, continue. <laughs> continue. People are enjoying the Lamarometer. The lomometer. Thank you, Griffin. The lomometer. Well, Griffin, that's the bit. Yes. 100%. All right, continue getting get me your responses in for uh, Would You Rather Wednesday at Glen Clark Radio and Twitter, facebook.com slash Glen Clark Radio. You,
1: you can just go on the YouTube and like. Yes, that screen is screen also
0: like there that. too if you'd like to do that. You can take I a screenshot.
1: <laughs> okay, good. I might good.
0: look nicer as a screenshot, though. If you took the full screen. I understand. I just. Got a lot of questions. Yeah, uh huh. All right, good, this, good. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, John Colson, most worshipful <laughs> grandmaster here at Press Box. Thank you. Appreciate it a great deal. All right. Uh, Fighting Words, brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Big fight this weekend. Indeed. It's 12 o'clock on the right now all
2: right uh do we want to start with boxing uh that that big fight coming up this
0: weekend i think that's Uh, the big story of the week right like it's a it's a it's a it's a strange time for americans like there's but it's a big fight
2: uh so i guess since we're gonna talk about the ufc i'll recap this past week very very quickly um a lot of action-packed fights couple fight of the night contenders um early on the prelims uh davy grant grant an englishman uh had a Spinning back fist and then, f- uh, inverted triangle submission, uh, retired Rafael sunsau Uh, a little controversy, he got a point, uh, taken away for a fence grab and that kind of just let him know mentally in his head, like, I got to go finished. after the finish and he got the finish immediately ensuing. Okay. Um, Piotr Jan and, uh, Marab Devalishvili was the main event. Uh, Marab had 49 takedown attempts, um, which is unheard of in the UFC, uh, I think the previous record was 34, so he beat it by 15, and he had about 10 takedowns around. Yeah, like yeah, 10, 12. Nuts. All right. yeah. Uh, uh, Nurmagomedov lost this past weekend, uh, so the world is off its axis currently. <laughs> yeah. uh, John Martinez, big uh, decision win. Um, and then I'll mention one more, uh, one or two more. No, uh, no, sorry, no? I love you. Okay,
0: but you're doing the thing that I got to tell you. Nobody cares. All right. Like, you gotta remember, we're doing a, a segment for people that don't care about fighting. So anything that happened on that card, only the people that really care gotcha. about fighting care about. So next, all right,
2: um, English champ uh, Leon Edwards. Yes, uh, got that's a wish. big deal. Um, he's gonna fight in his backyard, O2 Arena, this Saturday. Uh, main card starts at five p.m. So the early prelims would be earlier. I would say two one. two o'clock. They start one or two? One, it Looks okay. like yeah. All right, um, and the cards also highlighted by a now frequent occurrence of. Uh, teammates being paired together on pay-per-views kamaru usman and justin gaethje um a couple other uh not really household names but uh ufc uh staples and rising stars on the card um Marvin vittori and uh what i like to call mr steel your ufc girl roman delice uh open the main he's card handsome is that no uh so i guess a little bit of a ufc fact tidbit oh. or deep dive um there's a flyweight, JP Bays. Um he was cut from the UFC. He was oh, engaged wait, to Shit. Oh, he Bays. actually he, stole the yep. dude's chip. I did oh, not know wow. yep. And that. since then he so ends
0: now, this is what Fighting Words is meant for. Oh, see then my- This is what <laughs> Fighting Words is so, supposed to be. I'm so much more interested in this story all of a sudden. I wouldn't have cared at all. Oh, uh,
2: uh, I hate that I started the the this past weekend with such like boring just. Yeah,
4: this wins. is this is great. Right. Yeah. good. So would, who okay, who this
0: gentleman's name is
2: Roman Delice. He is on a current four KO fight win streak okay. uh since but he, uh starting to date Cheyenne Bays, who was
0: engaged to another
2: JP,
1: UFC JP, fighter. I think they were married, Because right, it was JP Bays. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. they were married. Yes.
0: And he mm-hmm. just waltzed right in yeah, and grabbed her up. Now yep. it's a little bit. He's different. a middleweight,
2: and J.P. Bays is a flyweight. So. For what it's so worth, this,
0: this would be yeah. far more awkward if they were like on the PGA tour together, because like you have to go to the, all these events every week, right? Like at UFC, you might, unless you train together, when are you actually going to see these people for it to be the like awkward in your face moment about mm-hmm. all of this? This actually happened in professional wrestling at one point.
2: Oh, I've heard it happen. Famously,
0: a lot, yeah. uh, Lita was dating Matt Hardy mm-hmm. until suddenly she was with Edge. Like just one
2: day. And that created the Edge Christian versus the Hardy Boys.
0: Uh I think that actually started ahead of time, but that it is. reignited it at that point. Um but it was very they had to go to work at the same place. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Like every day. That is the height of uncomfortable. This, again, like I don't know how frequently these people might see each other. Because if anything, maybe at the UFCPI. Yeah, something like that, Institute. right, no, maybe. Yeah. But for the most part, all these people train in their own places. They live where they want to live, and they just come in whenever they're going to fight. So unless they happen to be on the same card, they're probably not going to run into each mm-hmm. other all that much. But damn, dude. Yeah, so no idea. He,
2: he's fighting Marvin Vittori. Um, It'll probably end the decision. He probably won't see a finish here. Marvin Vittori's got – he possesses the Italian stallion chin. Like, I've seen him take head kicks from every single – Murderer Savage in that division. He was just twice with and Izzy, right?
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah, so... Right. Um, lost both times. So it's not just a one-fight card is what you're saying. Yes. Like, there's a legitimate Rafael Fiziev and
1: Justin Gagey should be a great oh, fight. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't like, Gagey. Okay. Yeah, yeah nice. that's going to be straight
2: violence. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. There's an English favorite, uh, Jack Shore. He was undefeated. Uh, he lost his last fight. Um, he's going to be the feature prelim against a UFC vet, uh, Makwan Americani, who's been in the UFC for a while. Other than that... But there's moment.
0: one fight yeah. the average person cares about. What's going to happen?
2: Um, Kamaru's going to retake his belt. That's, that's what, what a saying. lot of people okay. think because uh, he won so dominantly the first fight. Um, but I will say Leon can take a lot of things from that fight that, that, that just happened as well. Uh, he can take the fact that he did lo- lose the mo- majority of the fight until what had happened happened. And I think he worked on his wrestling and is going to have better counter-wrestling this fight. Um, but I do see Kamaru poss- probably finishing Leon Edwards on his feet this time.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah, it, he right. he can't mess around as much. I, there's a question of maybe Kamaru's chin now at this point since, I mean, he's only been knocked out once. But, like. What are, what are the odds for? He's like a two to one favorite. I think he's minus 200. Uh, Kamaru is minus but right you're now. You're
0: Mr. UFC betting. Why are you asking somebody else? This is like your area. Minus 260. Thanks, Kamaru. You. All right. Yes. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think I, I would bet Kamara as well, but I would have to think about how I could bet him. Given I don't want to bet minus two sixty straight up. I would have to you think do a about double bet chance,
1: a little bit. knockout, decision, double chance. I'm not sure what the odds are on that, but that would be that would be okay. All right, that would and at be least a, knock it down. At least yeah, a little, a little bit.
0: bit way closer to my closer to even money. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I could consider that. All
2: right. What else? As for boxing, um, I wanted to continue on the obviously the big fight that. Everybody's waiting for. It. There is Caleb Plant this weekend, but nobody really cares about that. Javante um, Davis um, and Floyd Mayweather Jr. and Mayweather Promotions have seemed to come to a cooling period. Uh, Davis is now going to come back into that camp okay. uh, and fight and prepare for that camp and Garcia uh, fight. Mm-hmm. In the Garcia fight, uh, he's going to prepare in Vegas where the fight will be held. Okay. He's going to be preparing with uh, Mayweather's team and promotions, and uh, he had this to say about that relationship and the upcoming bout uh he said i mean why not uh start training at mayweather's gym again Uh, i feel as though they have a good boxing gym so why not and on um ig when the fight he announced the fight on ig he had a quote don't be so thirsty for opportunity that you drink from every cup handed to you that's how you get poisoned and um just kind of want to get your thoughts on
0: Where he's coming from now that he's been late for
2: a press conference, had a very heated second press conference. (laughs) I I
0: wish those things don't even register on the Javante Davis issues. You know what I mean? Like, that's Mm -hmm. the problem with talking about Javante Davis. It's like, the fact that he showed up at all is probably a win, right? I think Um, it's good that he's
2: with his old team now. It's
0: probably true, although I think part of his issue in life has been trying to be like Floyd Mayweather, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that that's been his role model, because Floyd Mayweather is not a role model. Um, obviously a very accomplished, very wealthy boxer, but not a role model. Um It's tough. It really is tough talking about Javante, man. Like it's tough because you know, he's one of ours and you want him to do well, but man, you know, like he just it it's almost like he feels like this has to like the chaos has to be a part of his life. And, and they cover this in a lot of like boxing movies and that but there are just people That like I have to operate with chaos. I have to operate with you know, things that go beyond chaos that are truly bad things. Like that's just who they are. And they believe that they have to be that person. They create this is my persona. I can't be something else. You can't talk to me about how I could be wealthy and just settle down a little bit and be more of a CEO type. I have to operate Mm -hmm. under chaos. It's what I know.
2: So to add to that, something that I will bring to you later i didn't want to report on it this week i mm-hmm. want to let it develop a little more but leonard ellerby who is working under with mayweather promotions seems to be per se getting a bit of a legend leonard ellerby yeah mending his relationship with gervonta davis wow kind of per se getting in getting in bed with uh devin haney and kind of giving him the blueprint to getting to the top where davis is and then beating davis and i see that to inevitably be drama and tension Mm, for the future to come so
0: it could be interesting in the future i mean it'd be a fight that people would want i mean Mm -hmm. it would be no doubt about that um did you see francis's comments about john jones to tmz this week
2: yeah he uh, francis
0: said quote i wanted that fight as well i was the one initiating that fight that idea over two years ago i wanted that fight but where was john jones at the time I don't know. Nobody seems to be interested, even Dana White, nobody seems to be interested. They always find a way to go around it.
1: Uh today it's not
0: about the fight. It's not because they want to give me that fight, but it's the price that it's gonna cost me to get that fight. I chased that fight for as long as I could. I mean, I would say it all comes back to Dana, really.
1: I mean like I mean uh,
0: yeah. I have no problem ever suggesting yeah. that Dana is the bad guy because yes. Dana is a bad guy. <laughs> Like, all of you Dana White stands are turds. I'm sorry. Like, you, he is a bad person. He is someone who cares. You could say, well, I celebrate capitalism, and I celebrate, get the entire F out of here with all that. Like, you can make money and also, you know, like, not be a dick. Like, I know it's crazy to think about that, but people have been able to accomplish both things. Um, Dana White stinks. Dana White is awful. And you can say, well, without Dana White, there's no UFC there would be another carnival barker that would come yeah. along at some point and figure out how to make money off of it. It's a good product. Um I, the only question I would ask is why if you're Dana White this it, you know somebody would say this is like a comparable conversation to what we're going doing with in the NFL. Why is it more valuable to you to fight with Francis Ngannou than to make the singular fight that would in be best every, suited for everyone that watches your product, for in, everyone, in everyone that doesn't Correct. Yeah. The at, the casual person that might really be willing to consider. Look, there are a lot of people that would never just never watch UFC no matter what. You, there's no fight that could get them to watch the UFC. But anyone that would even have passing interest in watching a fight would at least be inclined to watch that fight. Why? Why is it more valuable to you to fight with Francis Ngannou? I'll never Pride. understand this. Pride. Yeah. I think you the, know, the Lamar Jackson is an interesting. Because if he gives... Francis
1: what he wants, which is, you know, then of course, better treatment of the uh, other fighters.
0: Exactly right. You're yeah. going to say, well, then it, it's going yeah. it, to open this. That's not true. It's like when somebody says, well, this moment the quarterbacks get fully guaranteed contracts, then all of a sudden everybody else is going to start looking for fully guaranteed. The teams have made it very clear they don't treat any other position like they treat quarterbacks. How many times can we say this? There's a reason top wide receivers in the NFL have been run off. In the last couple of years, DeAndre Hopkins, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill have all been run off because the teams have said, we don't think of you like we think about the quarterback position. So to say, well, if we do it with Francis, all of a sudden, one, maybe you should treat other fighters better, right? Like maybe that is a bigger problem that should be addressed and has been a problem for as long as the UFC has existed, is that you've treated your fighters like crap. But two... It is easy to say, you're not Francis Nagano. You're not John Jones. And there has always been preferential treatment given to certain fighters. Right. George St. Pierre absolutely got preferential treatment from the UFC. Anderson Silva definitely got preferential treatment. Frankly, John Jones probably got preferential treatment from the UFC. Maybe not quite the same as some of the other guys because of his other issues. But my God, like I just, I'll never understand why it's more valuable to you. To try to win a fight with Francis Ngannou, than it is to make the fight that people want.
2: You're you're right, because like at least with the Ravens, Steve Bashotti has to yeah like, he has be to cordial to with other the owners, other owners, right? Yes, Dana White doesn't work with he's, Scott Coker. He's got he a monopoly. With, like, yeah. Honestly,
0: <laughs> what are we doing here? It's so weird, so weird. Right, and there,
2: then all I had left, um, we got to make it not quick. even yeah, not even any information with it. Uh, the NBA, are they rebranding their logo to Jerry West, from Jerry West to Charles Oakley? Just I just wanted to discuss why there's so many fights happening in the NBA recently. Oh, I don't know. Just I don't I got anything on that. Brooke Lopez getting choked out. And then
0: yeah, yeah, there is Draymond like Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks. I, like I have <laughs> seen some people say like these are the things that would have never happened under uh, Daniel Stern, or David, St- Daniel Stern, the actor from Home Alone, David Stern. Oh, yeah, he's throwing, he like, throw the suspension. Like the John ja Morant thing would have never happened. Like, there's been a lot of I mean, like stuff recently about like this never would have happened under David Stern. I don't know, man. Like I have no idea. I also think that David Stern was dealing with guys that weren't quite as wealthy as they are now in the NBA. The part of the problem does become once guys are are wealthy to an to an, an ungodly extent. What is the penalty for anything? Like what when when you're making exorbitant money, there kind of are no like whatever your rules are aren't the rules of my world my world's rules are i'm wealthy who gives a rat's ass so i don't I, you know i don't know i don't know what the answer is to that question i did see that the uh, uh the canelo announced another fight though too i don't i just don't care anymore i'm kind of over it with canelo i don't like i get it he's a name mm-hmm. so people still care but i i got nothing there all right good job thank you fighting words uh, with prince charles Tidbit of the day is brought to you by the print issue of PressBox, which is available right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms of at hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. You can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Gunnar Henderson's on the cover. Great story from Luke Jackson. Go pick it up right now. What you got?
4: I'm going to
1: continue with the uh, March Madness-themed uh, tidbits. We did the most national championships over the last two days. Uh, so now I want to see if you can name the teams that have made the Final Four the most but have not won a national championship. So, these are teams there are eight of them that have made three at least three final fours, and they have not Never won away a national title. title yeah they're eight eight teams
0: mm. Michigan
1: Michigan oh has. Either not made three final. Four oh, they won the title. Yeah, they, with sti- they, they won, won the
0: title after I do remember the yeah, year they won. They, they won. they didn't win the Fab Four year. They won uh, Glenn Rice, so never mind. My bo- my fault. They
2: Did they win with Trey Burke? No, as well? they lost oh, okay. to uh, Louisville. Or, in the championship no pool. Game.
0: No, they did not. Okay. They have not won in the modern. Right. But the, uh, I believe it was the Trey Burke team that played Louisville in the title game and lost. Uh, they also lost the title game to Villanova, so it might be that they made it to both. Arizona? No, Arizona definitely won a national championship. Not Arizona. Yeah, Stanford.
1: Not Stanford. Baylor. Uh, no, Baylor
2: mm-hmm. won the national title
0: yeah, two Baylor. years ago.
1: Yeah. Oh, man.
0: That's so forgettable. Thanks. That, Missing mm-hmm. year that, VCU got COVID bumped world. out, but yeah. Georgia Tech. Uh, not Georgia Tech. I'm trying to go with just teams that I know have made Final Fours. Purdue, did they win a title at some point?
1: Uh, Purdue is not on my list. I don't think
0: Butler ever made a third Final Four, right? They that's only correct. Made yeah, two. Butler
1: only has two Final Fours. Illinois. Georgia Tech yeah. has only made two Final Fours. Illinois is on the list. Yeah. I think they made five final fours. Because it would be... No, nah, I'm not even thinking about Yes, players, five final teams. fours for Illinois, zero titles. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Four final... Five final fours as well. No titles. Miami? Miami not on the list.
0: I don't know if Miami's ever made a final four.
4: LSU.
1: LSU is on the list. Three final fours, I believe.
0: Texas. Texas is on the list. Three final fours. How many of these teams are there? There yeah, are eight of them, so you have four left. I know. I'm feeling it now. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> screw this up. Uh, I don't have another one. <laughs> I don't have another one in the chamber. I kind of rolled through. Wake Forest. Not Wake Forest.
1: Damn. Let's see. No ACC teams. Left. Oregon. Not Oregon.
0: I believe we know that Oregon won a title at some point. But like it was like long years long upon years upon years ago. Upon yeah. years ago. Um,
1: yes, they do have one title. Utah, not Utah,
2: either. SC,
1: either South Carolina oh, Utah. Or, 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 or USC. Uh, no, neither, All neither right. USC.
0: Um, Wisconsin, not Wisconsin. Did they win a title at some point? Did they like early on? Did they win a title? Because they made some Final Fours. I guess they must have, have yeah, they must, they must have, have won a so title at some, I'm some point.
1: Find them on my on my list here. Uh
0: all right. Is there another Pac twelve team on the list?
1: There there is not.
0: Okay. Uh let's go to the let's go back to the SEC.
1: Tennessee. Auburn. It's not Auburn. There's not an SEC team. There's not an SEC team. Okay. Yeah.
0: So we go to the Big Twelve. <sighs> Who else in the Big Twelve?
1: Texas Tech? Not Texas Tech. They
0: made one a couple years ago, but Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was enough. Kansas State? Yes, Kansas State.
1: Four Final Fours. West West Virginia? Uh, No more Big 12 teams. Not West Virginia.
0: the Big 10 we go. Sure. Uh, um, U of M? Minnesota? Not Minnesota. Uh Iowa?
1: Iowa, yes. Iowa. Three Final Fours for the Hawkeyes.
0: Is that it? No, there are two more. Two more Big Ten teams?
1: Oh, sorry, sorry. Just two more teams. Okay, but no, but any I more Big like Ten teams. So now we're I like ACC. once they give you the conference, they'll give it away. First,
0: settle down. I'm just going to go conference by conference. Is there any more Big Ten teams? No. All right, Big East is next. Not Big East. The AAC would be next. Memphis. Memphis. Damn it, uh, I should have. That's a good one. Penny Hardaway, of fours. course. Is there any more AAC teams? There would be. All right, so the last one's in the AAC as well. Temple? Not Temple. Did
1: they have a championship? Or they've only made one Final Four.
0: Cincinnati, because I know two Houston's Final Fours won. for Temple. Yeah, Houston's yeah, definitely one, and Cincinnati's definitely oh. one.
1: Oh. No, Houston has no no national titles. They have made six Final Fours.
10: Houston, they had yeah, <laughs> yeah <it> would, <laughs> all would, those dudes in the eighties. Well, I know they
0: lost to NC State in the one title game, but Houston never won a
4: championship game.
1: No, they did not. They they came up uh, runners up in eighty three and eighty well, four.
0: They oh, lost wow. both years, yeah, and they never would, won. What they one. call that team Five, five a a Yeah, I didn't realize they never won one. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I remember, of course, they lost to NC State. They lost to G- I did not know they lost to Georgia. I could have sworn they won one. Damn,
1: no. that's crazy. Six Final Fours, most Final Four. Well, this four could change this
0: year. Obviously, yeah. they have a chance, or it's become seven and still no titles. We will see. We will find out. All right, good tidbit. Tidbit was also brought to you today by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. And, of course, Bet Fred is now live in the state of Maryland. And if you're betting March Madness, you like Houston to end that and finally get in their first title, you can make a $50 bet with Bet Fred and get up to $1,111 in bonus Fred bets. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers for Bet Fred specials and other great sign-up deals. And Problem Gambling brings you tubular. Remember that if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. Here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise for this evening. Of course, the most important story is not, well, it's tangibly related to sports, but not in sports. NCAA tournament continues tonight. Fairly Dickinson and Texas Southern at 640 and then Nevada and Arizona State at 910 on True TV. I, I don't know why there are still people. That, no, you didn't I literally had somebody ask me, is the bracket due before the final four? Or the first four? I'm like, no. Wait, oh, are you oh, new? Is this the first time you've ever filled out a bracket? <laughs> is it due before the final four? <laughs> yeah, it's before the final four for sure. Also the playing games for the women's tournament get underway tonight on U. Illinois, Mississippi State at seven, Southern and Sacred Heart at nine. Uh, Maryland, women's lacrosse against Georgetown. Well, both Mississippi states and the plains. In the plains, yeah. That's a good point, right? <laughs> that did happen. They lose them, they're both, both them. French teams, <laughs> right? <laughs> Big Ten Network Plus, Georgetown, Maryland, women's lacrosse tonight at 7. If you care about the World Baseball Classic, USA and Columbia. What happened last night with Great Britain? Uh, they lost, right? They yeah, ended up Probably, Awesome, I didn't losing. see anything about it. Uh, 10 o'clock tonight on Fox, which one? Because, again, great way to grow the World Baseball Classic is to play these games at 10 o'clock. Brilliant strategy. I understand they're in Arizona. Maybe tell people in Arizona, you're going to have to show up at 5. We're playing the game at 8. Just a thought, but whatever, I don't care. Uh, The uh, first quarterfinal was this morning between Australia and Cuba. I do not know who won because why would I care? Uh, Venezuela, Israel right now on Fox Sports 2, Mexico, Canada at 3, and then Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic at 7, also on FS2. NIT continues tonight, um, three games on ESPN2. and NBC Sports Washington, Sabres, Capitals at 7. TNT, Avalanche, Maple Leafs at 7. Wild Blues at 9.30. ESPN, Sixers, Cavaliers at 7.30. Warriors, Clippers at 10. Indian Wells coverage continues. Bummed for Tommy Paul. Tommy Paul won the first set last night about against FAA. It looked like there are going to be three mm. Americans playing in the quarterfinals, but then he dropped the next two sets, including the third and the tiebreaker. That was a bummer. FAA. It was a hell of a match last night with uh, Jesse Pagula and Petra Kivatova. Greg Rosenthal and I we were tweeting each other like or texting each other like nerds last night. And there was also a shot that Carlos Alcaraz hit yesterday. He won a point. I shared it on Twitter. The audacity of him to try to win this point. I mean, like just 20 feet out wide, somehow battling back in and not even hitting like a half lob for a pass. That it what is that? This guy is
1: nuts. Did Coco win? Or today? I, think Coco is today, okay. if I remember
0: correctly. I will double-check on that, right? Yeah, she's today, I that think. That might be right. I well, think she's right. I, know I don't good. know. I don't know. I Yes, Coco four Sabalenka o'clock. is coming up at 4 o'clock. Thank you. Mm, uh, quarterfinals. Yes, that's a it's so, tough, though. So Sabalenka's good. playing really well. <laughs> she's playing unbelievably well. And then uh, Francis, of course, will be uh, against Cam Nori at 2 o'clock. So, you know, nice little day of tennis viewing. I get it. We're all thinking about other things, but pretty good little day of tennis viewing Francis Cam at two, and uh, then Coco right after that so maybe take a little time watch some quarterfinals actions on tennis channel this afternoon and uh, Paramount Plus I got uh, Brian Powell attempted to give me an in-depth explanation apparently we do daylight savings time before Europe does like okay. we pushed ours up so there's like a couple of weeks so
1: they do theirs in like April or something I don't I don't I remember
0: guess. he explained it all to me in a tweet and I it's so far down now because of the Lamar meter that that I don't know how to find it, right? But he explained (laughs) all of it to me in a tweet, but they are going to do Daylight Savings Time, and when they do... The matches will go back to 3 o'clock, and then they'll be on CBS again. Uh, but okay, for right now, they're at 4 o'clock. That's what the view needs to be on it, 4. Or, or the local uh, news, I think, is the big no. issue. They don't know. Not all of the affiliates would say, no, we're not running this. We've got local news that we're going to put on instead. But Champions League on Paramount+, Plus, Napoli and Eintracht Frankfurt at 4, Real Madrid and Liverpool at 4. That would probably be a good one to put on CBS, yeah. by the way, if it was an option. USA for Brighton and Hove, I'll be on Crystal Palace at 3.30. TBS for AW Dynamite at 8. Some non-sports highlights.
1: Uh, One big one, of course, the new episode of The Mandalorian. Yes.
0: Thank you. Brian Powell has re-upped his information. Europe changes their clocks on March 26th. Remember, our government decided that we changed daylight savings two weeks early and back to standard a week late. There
7: you go. I, I mean, know, none of it makes sense.
0: Just End it! End it!
1: Uh, Survivors on Wednesdays. Uh, that's at 8 on CBS. Uh, Kamala Harris will be on Colbert.
0: Plugging her new movie?
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> um, her
0: is, she in co- is she in Cocaine Bear?
1: <laughs> that would be wild. No, <laughs> she's not. Yeah, I think a, she's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, Karen Knightley She had that on new show
0: with Bob Odenkirk On Sunday night.
1: <laughs> Man,
4: who knows maybe. What, what is it called Hank, uh,
1: Hank Something Yeah Lucky Hammer and Hank. Hank Lucky, Lucky Hank, Hank. Yes. I gotta watch that AMC on Sundays uh, Karen Knightley's on Fallon Because she's in the Boston Strangler movie That comes out Friday Okay I Look, did not know looks, That was a thing Looks kind of good mm-hmm. right. um, I, hold on, I forget where it comes out But I think it is On streaming Friday Maybe it's just theaters. Anyway, she's on Fallon. Uh, but, of course, Ted Lasso, season three, the final yes, season. Yes, that's the one. Apple and TV but,
0: but one episode per week. Yes. So if you're thinking that you're going to sit down and- There might have been two today. I'm not sure. but I thought I saw it was just one. Was but just maybe one? you're right. Maybe you're yeah. right. They did two for the first week or something like that.
2: Did you guys see the Big City
0: Greens classic yesterday? So I had not uh, no idea it was even a thing until people started tweeting about it. I don't know. Did people like it? or did Zach's they? a Rangers fan, so I okay. watched it. This is your roommate? Yes. <laughs> just a random person named Zach De La Roca from Rage Against the Machine. who's <laughs> a close personal friend of Prince Charles. Um, was
2: Did he think it was cool? or um, It it just looked like background noise, honestly.
0: I didn't know what to make of it because I, I didn't get to watch it. I just saw people tweeting about it. Yeah, I was, I was like, doing work while it I happened. feel like I if mean, I cared, I would be bothered by
2: it. it. He was telling me it was more entertaining when – the game was closed, but then the Rangers got up on the Caps. But then the Caps came back, and but the Rangers still won.
0: Right. So, I it was never going to be for me. <laughs> like, it was never going to be my thing. All right, very good. Uh, everything else at GlennClarkRadio.com. Thanks today to Ace Baldwin. Do we need to update the lamometer? Why is there a? Well, I mean, is there something? sort there anything? Of news? No, we do list. that by day. Okay. By well, day. I mean,
1: Baker Mayfield did sign with the Bucks. Does that?
0: No, does I don't. No, I don't know. We'll again, we'll deal with it. Okay. We do it. It's a daily update. Of, okay. unless there's something dramatic that were to occur. Yeah, like Baker Brian fight. Jackson was trying to fight with me. My number is way too low. He was like, there's no chance Lamar's not going to sign the tag. There's no chance that he's going to – I'm like, bro. I wish
1: I had his uh, – Yeah, I'd be mean, like, God
0: bless you. <laughs> I don't know. Anything could happen at this point. Somebody said that to me the other day. They're like, I couldn't believe they were trying to make it news that like Lamar might hold out. And I was like, do you know for sure that he- – how does anybody feel like they have any handle on this situation? Where is that coming from? I
1: know Lamar. It's,
0: yeah, right. Yeah. I've I can read into how fine. he's feeling. Jesus Christ!
2: Everybody must see Lamar's mom at the grocery store like, right once a week. Or They're how did the there's uh,
0: there's, uh, there's just no way that any team is going to make that type of offer? Like, really? You're you're sure of that? Deshaun Watson. Like, I get God. that. What uh, what I moved the number up because of what Brian McFarland said, but I still don't know what happens if ultimately team after the draft says, "Fine, we'll go." Six years, $300 million guaranteed. Good for him. <laughs> like, it's easy for the Ravens to say, okay, well, that's the market. we got to match it. But, like, is there a breaking point to that? Is there still a contract breaking point to what they're willing to match? That's why I can't go past 70%. Per- 70% is probably about as comfortable as I'm going to be. Yeah. there going to be news until, tomorrow. until Yes. There's not e- not even a
2: 1% for the Bucks being taken off the no. list.
0: No. Nah. We'll deal with that. You're trying tomorrow. to we'll deal with it tomorrow when we update the Lamarometer. That's the way Lam-a-meter. it's going Thank you. This is fun. I do like this. This is a good. This is a good thing. This is well done. Thank you, thank Gwen's, you, Gwen. thank you yeah. Gwen's Chili Bowl. Well done. Thanks also today to Ace Baldwin, uh, Baltimore native VCU. Thanks to Baltimore native Noah Locke up at uh, Providence, and to of course Ryan Odom. Lots of NCAA tournament stuff today. We, we didn't do Lamar for two and a half hours. Just for one and a half hours, just <laughs> <laughs> a pleasant distraction. Continue. Uh, by the way, we'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the oh my god, it's so good tabiclandclarkradio.com. Don't forget to keep getting me your responses for Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Birdland Sports, and we will pick a winner tomorrow. Uh, coming up on the program tomorrow, anything? Chelsea James. Chelsea James. Will we weren't able to do that yeah. today, but we'll talk some Orioles with her tomorrow. And Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah for NFL, NFL draft. draft Set. of course, nice. former Ravens scout. Obviously, he knows a thing or two about the inner workings of the Ravens, but we'll talk some draft with. NFL Network's lead draft analyst, Daniel Jeremiah, and Stuff and Things, as always, on Thursday. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, CCBC, Birdland Sports, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Charles at Charles A P 28 on Instagram. Indeed. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore bass. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glen Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Maryland Women's Lacrosse. Duke sucks.